a cocaine-snorting Santa, a chain-smoking Grizzly Adams, and a killer elf thing? Along with insane plot twists and oh, so much more, we watched Elves. We watch it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me as always, my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, take it away. Merry Christmas, Moon Goons. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, it's it's the holiday season. This is of, the holiday of, season. One of my favorite times of the year. And can you turn my phones up a little bit? I just your phone's hear. up? Your yeah, phones are there up. We, there we go. There phones we go. are thank, up. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I like to hear my own voice. I like to hear my buttery, smooth yeah, voice. Yeah, Aaron's a bit of a narcissist ears. when it comes to hearing yeah, himself. Yeah, I like to hear myself. <laughs> well, it just helps. I know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Um, uh, yeah, this is, you said, this is holiday season. This is week two of our December month-long Horror holiday movie spectacular extravaganza. Wonderful time of the uh, year. I I know. Love I know. It. Um, last week we did Slay Bells. This week we are doing Elves. Elves. Uh, the, from 1989. Not to be confused with the other Elves from like 17 or 18 or something like that. Well, um, well there was there was another movie called Elves. Yeah, which was on my. Okay, let, I want to explain this first of all, guys. I had like a ton of other holiday horror movies lined up ready to go and then i went start from like i said because i watched them all like last year so yeah. i get rid of, okay because i got through last christmas and i was like okay these are the ones we're doing this year and then what can i like start keeping track of and remember for next year i know one of them so was... when i came back this year i'm like okay now i know what to do we went to watch them oh fuck us they're not available anymore like one of them was the elf the elf uh, and then there's elves silent the, night deadly night three. three well three four and five are all unavailable um, then there was a couple other like independent ones I had that were I was getting used, but like damn, everything's just kind of becoming unavailable right now. I, I am curious. Did you look up Jack Frost two? I I watched Jack Frost two like two years ago. Uh, it was like because it was right after it was the second Christmas time because we did Jack Frost the very first Christmas month, and then I did watch it like the very next year, and I just like I don't know if I can even handle talking oh, about I, that I might have to. I'm gonna have to do it. I um, have to crack one for that one. Uh, anyway. So anyway, uh, before we move on to elves, uh, want to uh, mention uh, we're thinking about we uh, a listener, a moongoon, a, a listener suggested something to us that I thought was kind of neat. Um, so I, I'm thinking we're his idea was to do um, for you let you guys, all you sweet moongoon listeners out there, to get to know. The people behind the voice that brings you your wonderful, horrible horror podcast every week. Um, he suggested we do a kind of a, a Q&A episode where all you listeners out there can send us all your questions and we will just start answering as many as we can. And like a little bonus special, special bonus episode. Um, and they could be, you know, pretty much about fucking anything. I don't care if you want, you know, ask what our favorite sports team is, what our favorite uh 
ice cream is, how many times we jerk off a day, how many times do we, you know, what's our favorite movie? I don't care. If you have a question for us, send it in. And we'll see, you know, if we get enough of them, maybe we'll do, uh, you know, make compile them all up and, and do a, uh, a little episode on that. That'd be kind of fun. How many times do you jerk off a day? Well, that's it's, that's just, that's, you have to wait and see if they... <laughs> you have to wait and see if someone asks. Yeah. That's a, I'm not going to give it away. That's weird. That's <laughs> a weird know. one to go with. I don't know. I'm Sports just to... teams, ice cream, jerk off. I, um, fuck it. I was trying to think of weird... You know, it could be anything. Who fucking knows? You got weird. Um, Favorite beer. So if you have questions, you know, you can email them to us at sobadatscary.gmail.com. Uh, you can send, I'll put something on it. Put them on our Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. or tw- tweet us. You know, you just send them you questions know, to us somehow. All the stuff. We're and then, on, we're but on all just, the yeah, stuff. But, uh, but make sure, you know, you put like a hashtag, like, you know, uh, put like, you know, HHP Q&A or something like that. Okay. Just so we, we know, know it's, it's not, like, it's for that, not just like a random question that, mm-hmm. that you want us to say for the episode. And we'll see how many we get. If we get enough to do an episode, great. It'd be fun. If not, fuck it. We will move on. Yeah, big deal. Uh, it also brings it, because it is the Christmas holiday season. Um, we are also looking at probably trying to do a giveaway for the holidays. We uh, have a, we've amassed a group of horror movies. You know, lots of horror movies on DVD that we've done on the on the show that you've all you've over seen the years. Over we the have years. a lot of doubles, because Marshall does a really good job of yeah. uh, buying a copy for me and a copy for him. And at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, if I really want to watch it again, I can always borrow from Marshall or yeah, vice or, versa. But so, most of these are like, yeah, like we don't need two copies of them. Or Aaron does. I mean, Aaron's not going to watch them again. He's only watching them from the show anyway. So we have these extras, and like you know, we might as well figure we'll give them away. So we'll, we'll uh, so check out. You know, stay tuned to our Instagram account, and we'll we'll get out the details on how to uh, yeah Instagram and Facebook in, in, yeah. Uh, how to uh, enter in that and uh, what it will be and what it will consist of and. Uh, how to enter, and, and we'll pick a winner for that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to this week's movie, Elves. Elves. Uh, released in, on October 24th of 1989, which, by the way, I would say now, it says 89, but damn, this looks more like 82. <laughs> it's bad looking. Uh, and, and even like the, the clothing doesn't, isn't that that great 80s, like wacky 80s fashion that we all love? The, it, the, it's that early, like, weird. The only thing that gives me it, 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 Makes it go, yep, okay, it's 1989. Is the kids wearing Ninja Turtle pajamas? Yeah, that's the like it. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. I, I, everything else is just, you know, where was this fucking film? Yeah, like, you know, Alaska. You know, <laughs> where um, everything's just a little bit behind. Yeah, it was uh, actually uh, it was filmed in Colorado Springs. It was it takes place in Colorado Springs. You know, Colorado. I will I will say actually at the time during the 80s, and it really hasn't happened until the age of the internet. But yeah, like, dude. You remember the coasts, like East Coast, West Coast would have their style. And it would slowly filter into the rest of the country. Yeah. You know, so, you know, by the time 1989 was around, people in the Midwest or even Colorado were probably more like 1985, 1986. <laughs> it took a little bit longer for styles to reach the co- Maybe. From, come in I from don't the know. Coast. There still was TV and stuff. It was like the fucking Pony Express days. Well, but, at the same, but at the same time, there wasn't as much. Yeah, yeah I, I see it, your point. It, it, the style just, travel a lot just, slower. We've seen so much crazy 80s fashion in some of the great 80s horror movies. And this was just like falls flat. Very disappointing was the, the 80s fashion. It looked more late 70s, early 80s than it, 89. It, def- it, it was definitely more subdued considering Very we have subdued. teenagers yes yes um anyway it's written by uh jeffrey mandel mike griffin and bruce taylor It's also directed by jeffrey mandel 
Uh, unfortunately, right now, the only way you can watch this, if you want to, the only way that we could find to watch it is on YouTube. Which isn't a bad thing. No. You know, no, because, but it's not streamed on Amazon or Tubi or anything. So at least not that I could find. But you can find it for free on YouTube. And it's yeah. it's it's not the best quality, but it's not the worst. It's, it's, it's certainly not the worst. It's, it's definitely it's, watchable. It's for a YouTube like rip from an old video. Like, it's fine. It's fine, it's yeah. It's average. It it's, sounds it's not pretty great, good. but it, it's just a shitty rip. Yeah. It, it, but we've seen a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, so the cast, we have our main man, Mike, played by Dan Haggerty. I, I just call him Santa. Yeah. Uh, 63 credits, including Abducted 1 and 2, Terror Knight. He's been on a love boat, Charles Angels. But he's most famous and well-known for playing James Grizzly Adams uh, and all the Grizzly Adams stuff from way back in the day. Um, and one of his very last movies before he died uh, back in like 2016 was Axe Giant, The Wrath of Paul Bunyan. Which has been on my list of movies to do ever since this show started. Really? Yeah, I just never. I keep putting it off, but oh, it's it's bad. I'm not familiar with that one. It, it's terrible. Oh, I, I gotta is, see if it's even available anymore. Like, it might be one that's no longer available. Is Babe the Blue Ox in it? Babe the Blue Ox. I know what is, you're talking yeah, about. Okay. I'm trying to. I, yeah. I don't want. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to give it you don't know do you oh i know i remember okay, watching okay, it okay, i remember okay. i've watched the movie all right marshall you keep your secrets you sly uh, fuck. then we kirsten our main girl is played by julie austin she's pretty much a one and done i think she might have done one or two other things but nothing worth mentioning that's fine uh kirsten's mother is played by deanna lund hey oh 47 credits include 51 episodes of the cult tv show land of the giants where she played valerie scott she's appeared on tv shows as one life to live general hospital the incredible hulk and batman the old Adam West one. No shit. Uh, she was also in a movie by the name of Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine, <laughs> where she played a bikini-clad robot. Now, it turns out that this Dr. Goldfoot was like a whole series of movies, kind of like a James Bond thing, if you will. Huh. Like, it was supposed to be, like, I guess, a James Bond ripoff. But uh, there was another one called Dr. Goldfoot, uh, Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. Goldfoot? Goldfoot. Um, apparently, in, 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 bikini clad, in the Bikini Machine... A skirt-chasing SIC agent, because they're British, Craig Gamble and millionaire bachelor Todd Armstrong set out to foil mad scientist Dr. Goldfoot's plot of using his army of bikini-clad robots to seduce wealthy men into signing over their assets. Man, I just want surf music to play right now. I know. (laughs) I know. I was like, I want to see this movie. And then in Girl Bombs... (laughs) Disgraced CIA CSIC agent Bill Dexter. So there's a SIC again. Uh, teams up with blumbling doorman Franco and, and uh, Cicero to stop Dr. Goldfoot from using his bikini clad robot girls to blow up high ranking NATO generals, igniting a war between Russia and America. Man, <laughs> watch out for those bikini robots. Bikini clad robots. Dude, they sound like trouble. Yeah. Like, I, I, I swear, I wonder if Mike. Um, Mike Myers saw these films. That's where he got like the, the, the Goldfinger the, character. Well, not Gold, Goldfinger's bomb, but uh, the Killbots, the, the, the Fembots. Fembots. Yeah, the Fembots. Sure. Well, <laughs> that's exactly what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's those kind of movies were pretty prevalent in the like late yeah. like early seventies, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. You know, all those like weirdo spy thrillers like uh, Our Man Flint or Iron Man Flynn. Um, yeah, but it's just like, like I've never James heard Coburn. of it, but just based on these. On these two scripts, like these movies have had a bit insane. These yeah. are crazy. <laughs> like anyway, and lastly, Grandfather's played by Boris Silver, who's got twenty-seven credits, including TV shows Cagney and Lacey, Knight Rider, Charlie's Angels, and he was in the movie Escape from New York, where I think he just had a small part, but he mm. was in that movie. He was the theater manager. 
So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, uh, I just watched that the other day. Oh. Look at you. Yeah. My wife was not happy. What? <laughs> she doesn't what? like She doesn't like John Carpenter movies. What? Yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah, no, right. All right, anyway, moving on to the movie itself. We open with some basic Christmas movie credits of various Christmas decorations, all sorts of you know, crap, crap, crap. It's nothing special. And after the credits, we jump to our main girl, Kirsten, and her two friends, Amy and Brooke, out in the middle of the woods late at night. Uh, turns out they've been walking for around for the wo- in the woods for like miles, apparently, they say. Somebody says, we've been walking for miles. Did they say that? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I'm like, holy shit. Come no, on. They're, they're in the backyard. They're basically in the backyard. They're yeah. basically in the backyard. Yeah. Um, Kirsten picks some random spot and they all sit down on the ground. She lights a candle and calls the meeting of the Sisters of Anti-Christmas to order. Yeah, so it sounds like a group that you might be a part of, Marshall. Yeah. Because you're kind of a humbug when yeah. it comes to Christmas oh, yeah. time. I, I am. Yeah, but they're kind of like against the commercialization of Christmas. Yes. And they're like, it's all lost its meaning. It's all bullshit. It's all for just, you know, materialism and capitalism and blah, blah, blah. Fuck it. They're just, yeah. But it's like, what are they planning on doing? Yeah. Or like, are there, they're, I mean, they're not witches, but it, it, it's, they're acting like a, what a witch's cousin yeah, would do on the woods. Like, but they don't... Like, I really want to know exactly, before they, they, this gets broken up like i really want to know what the fuck were they planning on doing out there like were they like (laughs) were they trying to be witches were they gonna cast spells to to the try to you know curse christmas i think they were i think they were now i i i'm not a teenage girl uh never have been (laughs) but but i know like uh my my wife and other girls have you know, especially in that formative age of like 13, 14, around that age, you know, they kind of like dabble in the gothic scene and like, ooh, witchcraft and blah, blah, blah. You know, like uh, the movie The Craft is very influential. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. maybe they were just kind of like, you know, light as a be- feather, stiff as a board kind of stuff. Uh, maybe they were just kind of like goofing on that kind of that kind of trip. Yeah, maybe. Um, so we'll say right at this point, the lighting is terrible. The, the outdoors, it's not, the whole movie's not that bad, but there's, but when the scenes are dark. Especially outdoors. Just, especially mm-hmm. the outdoor scenes, it's very, very hard to see what's going on. Yeah, they, they have like zero lighting. Yeah. Like maybe a flashlight. Um, so you can barely see what's going on. And, and one of the friends reads, like some, finds some paper, reads a script or something that Chris, Kirsten wrote about why they she they hate Christmas. And they she reads about it. And then Kristen shows them their new symbol that she drawn up, the new symbol for their secret little secret society, which she drew up in a sketchbook. And it's the Virgin of Anti-Christmas. Yes. The, <laughs> so the, like, it sounds like a patron saint of some instance. We have the Virgin of Anti-Christmas. And it was pretty funny because like, Virgin, ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a pencil drawing of like this beautiful, big-tittied woman with long hair and... Uh, it's really good drawing. Yeah. Uh, but the version of Anti-Christmas also has, you'll notice, these four weird black bars that kind of form a very loose box around her tits. Yeah. And then Kristen says she dreamt those Art Deco boobs. I'm like, what? So she drew the boobs, but then drew some weird... Yeah, the boobs look great underneath. Yeah. Yeah, just weird symbols on them. They're not even symbols. They're just like little black bars. Like, they're just like little black bars. I kind of form a loose box around the, the boobies, and she calls them Art Deco boobs. It's not quite a swastika, but it's it's just kind of like loosely formed. It kind of makes you think, yeah, but it's it's just weird. Um, so we found out that she drew the picture. One, uh, no, I take no. I think I was wrong about this. So uh, I'm not going to skip it. But we do say that 
But apparently her, her grandfather told her never to come out to this area ever. That's one thing we do get out of this. Um, the candle's about to blow out from the wind, so Kristen goes to like, grab it, and it, it's like this little glass and protect bowl them. or something Try like that. And, and ends up breaking this glass bowl that was in, causing the glass to cut the palm of her hand. Now, this looks like something, the way this happens, it, it, to me, I lied because it looks like one of some you see in like one of those bad infomercials, you know, like when you see that bumbling <laughs> idiot who can't like hold on to anything. He's like, oh, I just can't hold on to this. Has this ever happened to you? No, I took bread out of the bowl or out of the bag and blah, oh, it went everywhere. everywhere. I mean, that's basically what happens. I'm She's trying to pull a bowl of milk and oh, <laughs> yeah. dropped everywhere and it's like squirting on their face. Yeah, it, 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 that's exactly what it looked like to me. Um, so with Kirsten bleeding now, they decide to head back home as... And as they leave, the camera focuses on the ground where Kirsten's blood, like, hit the ground where it so, fell. Yeah, she says the spell. She says some some goofy, oofy words. Gets blood all over the ground where she's talking. I don't remember saying any kind of goofy, yeah, they, they, words. Yeah, she, but... she says some sort of, like, you know, by the power of the sisterhood. By the power of Grayskull. Yeah, that, that kind of crap. And, I missed know, that part. Yeah. I don't remember that. Um, so as they walk away, the ground begins to move as if something is underneath the dirt, like kind of like a groundhog or Something like that. What are you moving in the dirt? Um, smoke rises up from the ground as a tiny demon-looking hand rises up from underneath the dirt. Will not rest <laughs> in peace. <laughs> uh, and look, the hand looks like it's waving goodbye to the girls. Actually, it's like bye bye, bye bye. Talk to you later, girls. Uh, then it cuts to a cuts to demon vision, which looks like the best way I can describe it is like when you're on, when you open your eyes underwater, or if you've had four too many tequila shots. Because this, this this effect is terrible. I've been pounding those four locos all day. You get demon vision, baby. Demon vision. <laughs> it's the worst monster vision I can remember. I, I mean, it's it just... Who the fuck would actually think anything could even see with this vision so fucking blurry and distorted? Like, you would never be able to do anything. You'd just be bumping into everything. I just realized you said monster vision. Do you remember monster vision? Yeah. On TNT? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I do was. miss stuff like that. You know, Joe Bob Briggs. I know Joe Bob's still around. You can still find him, but it was just cool. Anyway. So, back home, Kristen uh, runs, re- returns. Um, she runs into her grand. Uh, she returns her grandfather's book to his study, the bookcase in his study. Um, and then she goes to leave, but gets cut off by her wheelchair-bound grandfather. Grants comes wheeling up. Who <laughs> bitch slaps her twice across the face. Once, he says, for being in his study without permission, and twice for the lie she was about to tell. So she's guilty. <laughs> it's like minority report type shit. Like, you haven't even lied yet, but I'm slapping you anyway. Dude, that's a, that's a rough house yeah. right off the and bat. Yeah, and it gets worse. It gets so, so much, much worse. Uh, grandfather, at this, we learn, see, has a very, very thick German accent. Next, <laughs> there's not enough, grandpa's not bad enough. Now we meet Kirsten's sociopathic and psychotic mother. Oh, she's the worst. This bitch is fucking terrible and nuts. It just gets worse as the movie goes on. Um, here, we just get a little taste of it. As she too decides to punish Kirsten for breaking the rules about this study. Even though granddad already slapped the shit out of her twice. Mom's punishment is insane when you stop to like think about, I mean, I'm not thinking like, oh, she burns her daughter like hot poker. It's not that type of insane, but like insanely over the top when compared to what like the inciting incident was. So 
Mommy here decides to take Kirsten's entire savings account and just get rid of it. She's like, she just goes, yeah, that savings account, it's mine now. She's it's like, gone. And she goes, I worked for that. That's my money. You can't do it. And she goes, too bad. Too bad. Just like, it's mine. Like, out of nowhere, she just steals her money. So, yeah. one, she got the shit slapped out of her twice. Um, <laughs> just thought of a horrible joke. Ugh, never mind. <laughs> okay. What do you tell a woman with two black eyes? Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing. You already told her once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible yeah. joke. But the fact that he, she got slapped twice is, <laughs> just made me think about that. But then she gets her fucking money stolen by her goddamn mom. Well, yeah, just takes off her money. So, but the hits keep coming, baby. It keeps coming. It gets worse. It and gets worse. worse. So after an argument, Kirsten goes to take a shower. She's like, I got to decompress. Yeah. I'm getting slapped around by my fucking German crippled grandfather. I'm getting money stolen from my hot SS mom. God damn. <laughs> um, so she just kind of stands in the water, like rubbing her temples with her hands. As would I. <laughs> it just stands there. Uh, it it kind of teases you with some titties, but you don't really see anything. You, you used to get like top boob. Um, after she gets out and is drying off, we are now introduced to the little brother, Willie or Billy or whatever. Who's creeping on his older sister Dude. by spying on her drying off through the not fully closed bathroom door. She spots him and yells at him for spying or calling him a little pervert. I love this fucking kid. I love this response. <laughs> I love this kid, his response, which is perfect. It's just, I'm not a pervert. I like seeing naked girls. To which Chris, Chris, Kirsten Howard's back, I'm your sister. <laughs> and, but... <laughs> But that doesn't bother little no, Billy or Willie. No, it doesn't. Because according to him, and I quote, yeah, but you have fucking big tits, and I'm going to tell everyone I saw them. <laughs> what? <laughs> she yells at him to get out of her bedroom, and his response to that is, yeah, well, fuck, fuck you. you. Mom said she's giving me all your money, so <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> what? This is how she comes. This, this is what she comes home to. This is insane. Getting slapped around by her crippled grandfather, gets her mother stolen from her mom, and then her pervy younger brother spies on her and starts saying, "Fuck you! You got big tits, and I'm gonna tell everybody you I saw." Them. Oh, by the way, your mean, money's mine now, bitch. God damn! <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> We're still like in the first five minutes. Oh, so. This ends up leading to a very awkward sibling wrestling match on her bed, which again, yeah, I mean, being it, it's look, it's all keep in mind she's like eighteen, he's like ten, so, and he's wearing Don Tello Ninja Turtle pajamas, yeah, which is great, and she's in a robe. It's just a little weird that she's like wrestling with a ten year old, like, eh. kind of naked almost, but it's weird. But while this goes on, we see the mystery demon watching him through the bedroom window. Which, by the way, I have major problems with this, and this happens a lot in this movie. Because this bedroom is on the second floor. Second story. So, like, apparently the demon Did thing can, like, fly now or levitate, levitate which or we never really see him doing it. Or is he just fucking Spider-Man? Does he just get, a like, a, a ladder? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> but we, we see him up through this window, like, multiple times through this movie. So, I don't know how he does it. It's never explained. You know, he's got claws and shit. Maybe he Barely. Just, yeah. <sighs> we, uh, he's got Lee press on nails. He does. You know, he probably just clawed, clawed his way up. Claws. Um, next, we see her curled up on her bed, cutting up with a cat, Agnamemnon, which is a really odd name for a girl cat because Agnamemnon's a boy's name. Is it? Yeah, Agnamemnon's... Uh, I think a dude's name. It's from... Uh, 
I was thinking about looking this up because I like the name a lot. It's from um. You should know you you like it's the um, no. <laughs> Helen of Troy. Agamemnon was uh king, he was a king. King oh, Agamemnon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. Uh, the whole Odyssey. Or, Brian the Cox. Brian the Cox from Troy. Yeah, he was <laughs> Iliad, not the Odyssey. Iliad. Um. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so down the base. You must think I'm better read than I actually am. <laughs> I pull out some nuggets here and there, but otherwise I'm like, huh? <laughs> uh, down the basement, the, t- <laughs> the tiny monster punches through a small window that shatters in slow motion, which I thought was a very odd choice in time they, to use the slow motion in they, this movie. They do use slow motion at weird points here and there. It's I don't not nearly it twice. It's not I can only nearly think of twice. as bad as like Lake Fear Three, which is the worst. Yeah, but it, it still has moments where you're like. Why is that in slow motion? Yeah, I don't get. Yeah, I only remember. I can only think of two instances of slow motion that come to my head right now. But it, this being one, but of I remember them, watching that. And but it's just thinking, that's oh, weird. No. Yeah, I was like that's an odd choice. And then so the creature creeps upstairs through the house, all in that horrible monster vision that gives me headaches. The, the it's so blurry. Um, Kirsten is jolted awake by the screams of her younger brother. We cut to the brother in in his, in his bed screaming in terror because the creature is on top of him, face to face. Yeah, like right in his face, and this creature. Can we talk about the creature for a minute? Um, yeah, I, I had somewhere somewhere else I was going to talk about it, but because uh, because we didn't really get uh, we don't still get a really good view of it till a little later. We kind of so get was, a good I, view of it here. I was waiting till we got the full on view to talk about it, but Fine. whatever. No, if you want to talk about, it, we will talk about it. It's it's how tall is this thing? About two feet tall, three feet tall, something like that. And it's it's bald. It's fl- kind of. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be about two feet tall. Darky. Two and a half. Dark, flat. It looks more like bad meat color. I don't know. It's. I said, at some point in my notes, I said it looks like a... Like grayish. Like a gray... Yeah. A gray turd. It <laughs> looks like a gray turd. Because his head is all... Like elongated, like long, like bald. A, and it's like it looks like he's got a ring around the head. Too. Yeah, he's but got, it's kind of wrinkly and kind of got weird. It looks like ridges. something like I shit out of my head. It's like a gray turd it's with just hair. So gross. It, it's not a turd, but it's like it, it is gross looking. It, it's you must have some weird ass turds, my friend. <laughs> if they come out with like noses and little spiked teeth and stuff. It does have like an, a, a pretty pronounced spike. Like, this is gonna have teeth. It does. It's got like weird little fucking jagged teeth. Oh, and the mouth that never closes. Yeah, the one's always like. Arr. This thing, seriously, this puppet. Like they spent all this money to make a puppet, but you would think if you spend that much money to make a puppet, make a puppet where his mouth opens and closes. It doesn't have any movement. It's a staff. I think it's it's, 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 a it's eyes. It's eyes it's and eyes eyebrows will occasionally move. Move and blink. But yeah. that's it. Like it's, there's nothing else. It's to this so thing. static. Yeah. So they're it's using terrible. this static puppet. I think they do as best as they can yeah. with the static puppet. They do honestly. as best as they can. Yeah. But just the fact that. It's awful. The, the fact that things mouth is always open, it makes it look like it's kind of retarded. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, whatever. I'm, but it's like it's like like a mouth breather. It's like, <sighs> like there's no. It just looks so dumb. It's, it's it looks it's, really it's, bad. It's horrible. So anyway, uh, the creature thing slices the brother's back. Across the brother's back, ripping the PJs, then goes out the bedroom window, which is still two floors up. Right as Kirsten comes in, comes yeah, right into the room, suicide bombs yeah, on out. Like, and well, well, tope super te- tope super suicida right out the window, as Malo Rihanna would say. What? Never mind. Yeah, you don't. It's 
Tope su- Suicina is like the now new technical term now for a suicide dive in wrestling where you dive headfirst through the ropes. It's a suicide dive. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> suicide dive. What is it? Sopapia? Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to. Tope Suicina or something know, like that. Taco Sopapia. Yeah. You know, it sounds like stuff I like order like the at Libre a goddamn restaurant. It. So you have to keep saying suicide all the time. Suicide but, dive. I know. But that's what it is, I think. I mean, in trans, suicide, it sounds like suicide. So it sounds like it's just Spanish for suicide dive. Are they really changing it so they don't say suicide? That's my guess because everyone now, like, I thought at first I thought it was just this one announcer who I love, by the way, he's awesome. Um, But now I'm hearing, like, everybody else say, Tope, tope Suicina, Tope Suicina. I'm like, why are we doing a suicide dive? It's a like, suicide it's a dive. suicide dive. But yeah, it's basically yeah. Anyway, um, so he 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 swan dives head first out the fucking window. But the, during that scene when they're showing the kid and the the elf, you know, back and forth, we do get cuts of the the cat uh, Agamemnon kind of creeping around. Looks like he's coming towards him to maybe protect the kid. He's just, keep, I didn't get these kept trying to protect. Just in but the they kept, they kept cutting. To they the showed cat, the cat in the bedroom, like walking one, towards yeah. him. But but they, they're they're. They hint at, and they basically the mom comes running well, in. The mom, yeah, yeah. Well, on. the brother frantically tries to tell them that a little man, like a ninja, <laughs> tried to kill him. Only like a gremlin, a gremlin ninja, or something like that. Which is exactly what he says. Yeah. Uh, of course, the mother doesn't believe him, and this is where Edge. Yeah, he, she, she thinks it's she the cat. Looks at the cat. She but if you look the at small... the size of the cut and the 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 cut that would go through that ripped his PJs. That's a giant fucking cat. There's no way that little cat makes that big of a rip. Yeah, and, and, but it's it's the cat is the uh, the the, uh, the fall guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the brother says it wasn't the cat; it was a tiny ninja troll or something like that. Uh, so the mom sees the cat, and starts to go for it, to make a move to get the cat, and Chris, Kirsten sees this, runs over to the cat, scoops her up, saying, "Don't you hurt her." Both she and her mom leave the room, leaving the shocked and scared brother alone. Like, nobody's yeah. like, you okay, Everyone's like, Let's patch you up. How much, you okay, you need to come sleep with mommy tonight? No. Just like, fuck you, kid. We're out of here. I'm taking the cat and I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own. <laughs> and, like, is she wearing a Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction I tour so. shirt? Yeah. Which I'm, is what, pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I thought that was Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, so the next day, we're taken to the local shopping uh, store named Golems. Um, now, this isn't like a mall. <laughs> But, it's called Golems? Yeah, Golems. <laughs> um, this isn't, like I said, it's not like a big mall, like, you know, you're, you're making, but it's, 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 it's like a, it's like a mega store. It's, it's kind of like something you would see in like old, like maybe like Times Square, New York. It's one, or like FPR Schwartz. It's what? like this multi-story mega store. Sure, it's what, it's what. It's like a Macy's or a JCPenney's. Used I, to be. Used to be just a single store, but like multi, like. Yes. Elevated. It yes. went up instead of. It wasn't a mall, it wasn't but it a was mall. a it's a, a mall like store, a JC Penney's. It's Amazing. a mega department store, a famous and bar. If yeah, you will. If, yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, you know, kind of like if you, if you still know, like if you remember the movie Mannequin, basically that exact freestanding, same, freestanding store. mega store. Um, so, and here's where you first meet uh, Grizzly Adams, who enters the store smoking. Um, the mega store is multi-story. It has its own restaurant and cafe in it too, which also happens to be where Kirsten works as a waitress. So now we see Amy and Brooke sitting at a table in the cafe talking while Kirsten waits tables. The three of them talk about how awful Kirsten's mother is. Uh, Kirsten says uh, her mother just needs to get laid and mentions that her break's coming up. So let's, hey, let's go goof on Santa. 
because uh, I guess like a, this, like a, like a mall that has its yeah, own like, kind of like little troll troublemakers. Like, let's go goof on Santa, you know. Uh, the three girls head off while being watched in monster vision, uh, and we also get introduced to Hugh here, the store's owner or manager, who kind of looks like every other snooty store manager, like every other eighties yeah, movie ever. Nibbling, skinny, prim, proper little yeah. douchebag. And right when you introduce him, he's like, he's like threatening to fire at some girl. Yeah, it's like, don't let that happen again, or else you're out of here. You're fired. And it's like, okay, yep. 1980s douchebag manager. Yeah, Boom. exactly. Check the list. Got one. <laughs> Got that one. <laughs> I, that's, that's my that's my 80s that's horror like movie Eagle bingo. bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Hugh and Mike, aka Grizzly Adams, have a conversation where Mike asks Hugh for a job. Yeah. And Mike. Um, tells him that he's got his 90-day chips, so now we know that Mike was an alcoholic. Yeah, so, yeah, you kind of get the idea that he's he worked there before. Well, he says that he's yeah. always... Hugh says, hey, Mike, you're always welcome here, but I don't have anything for you right now. Uh, and we now contact... Contract our... I security. basically outsourced our security. Yeah, so he was a security guard at one point, and Which, I guess he drank himself too yeah. much that he couldn't hold a Speaking job. Of security, by the way, it's a bit, pretty big point later. We, he keeps saying, we contract our security out. What security? There's no fucking security in this store ever, and it's mentioned several times. Yeah, that's a really good and there's point. a big, big scene where fucking security <laughs> guards should be there, and there's nobody there. It would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we go to the store, Santa, and the line of kids waiting to sit on his lap. Uh, the kid on his lap tells Santa that he wants a Nintendo for Christmas, to which Santa, in proper good. Good store employee fashion says, great, they're currently on sale in the basement today only. Next. (laughs) (laughs) I love that Santa. I love this Santa. I I love this Santa too. He's probably my favorite character in this whole movie. (laughs) We cut back to Kirsten's house where the mother scoops up the... Oh, this kid's... We talk about the mom. We talk about how bad she is. It gets worse. And here's instance number two of it getting worse, getting a lot crazier. It gets worse. Um, I bet Aaron probably had a very hard time with this scene. I did not like this. Scene. I did not like it either, but oof, boy. Um, the mom scoops up a cat in a, the cat in a pillowcase, takes it to the bathroom where she proceeds to fucking drown the cat in the goddamn toilet. With glee. With a smile on her face. I'm like, what the fuck, Dude, man? It's, Holy it's, shit. It's disturbing. I, I'm, You know, you glossed over it, and I'm, I'm just going to let you gloss over it, but it was a long scene. It was drawn out. Yeah, drawn yeah, I'm not going to wait, because it is drawn out. I mean, you see, see her, like, pushing it down the toilet and, like, just keeping it, pushing it down, like, Hitting it and like just smothering it, in and, this. and like the whole process of catching it, you know, like it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's that it's, she's like, oh hi kid, it's so nice, oh, everything about that, I'm like, fuck that woman, I yeah. can't wait to see her die because if she doesn't die, I'm I'm breaking the internet. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I mean I told his mother's bat shit fucking bonkers, man. Uh, but so after she drowns it, she goes and buries the cat out in the backyard somewhere. And says, I got new fertilizer for my plants. That's right. Ooh, fuck oh. that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch her die. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kirsten is now sitting. We go back to Kirsten, who's sitting on Santa's lap. She is now sitting on Santa's lap. And she's got a short fucking skirt on yeah, for her, for her for work. A, for a waitressing job. It it's is a pretty little, short. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a good three or four inches above the knee. Yeah. yeah. And when I mean, it's sitting, not super mini, but it, it's, it's short not mini, enough. But it's a it's it's. It could also just be the way she's sitting too. It it's well above the knee. Bit. Yeah, it's well above the knee. Um, he asks her what she wants for Christmas, and she's like, "Fuck Christmas, I'm about, Um, she's like, "Oh, I, can you make it not cri- be Christmas anymore?" He's like, and he's like, "Oh, we're just being like, well, can you at least make it snow or something?" 
And at this point, we see Santa is feeling her up. He's running his hand up her leg. He's running his hand up her leg into her skirt. And keep in mind, it's weird because there's like dozens dozens and dozens of of children around. Kids watching. And there's like his little helper. Dude, Santa's little helper is also pretty slutty. She is. She's wearing a real short skirt. It's like it's it's, it's one of those like dress skirts. Yeah. It's it's, it's like a one piece. It's short. It comes down to above the knees. But still, yeah, it's like a Mrs. Claw. I guess. Dude, it just covers her ass. It's... Whatever. It's short. Yeah. It's short. Um, and she's standing right there next to her. And he's just feeling up her leg. Um, Santa leans in. And at first, you th- the, this is weird because it, it, you would think that she would ask Santa, like, hey, well, what do you want for Christmas, Santa? That would make sense given what it says. But you don't hear that. All you hear and see is Santa lean in cl- real close to her ear and say, oral. And... She's like, what? And he gets closer. And then Santa, he leans in again even closer. Oral. Santa said, oral. <laughs> and Kristen leaps up, slaps him across his head, and like, kind of knocking his hat. And knocking his hat aloof. his beer, beard off. Santa storms off, goes to the back to his quote-unquote dressing room. Yeah, as he's walking away, he's like storming down the hall, and some lady goes, hi, Santa. It's, it's the girl that almost got fired when we oh, met yeah. you. And he just... It's like the perfume counter girl or something. He extends his middle finger like like just inches from her face as he's fully, walking. Full arm fully extended. Just, as he's walking away and he just keeps and just pointing at her face. <laughs> just listen, lots of linger and just walks past her. Like he puts it in her face and he's walking by moving it to keep it into her face. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, so And then we see he's being followed by the creature. And we know it's by the, the shitty monster vision we see. So... The cre- what we see the creature is basically like three feet behind Santa, who's walking through a packed mega store. People are and shopping. Nobody, I, nobody ever sees. It, it, I was so mad at this. Like, it's broad day. There's kids everywhere. There's people shopping. How is this thing just walking down the aisle it's completely not unnoticed? That small. It's two to three feet tall. It's hairy, gross, and it's it's the size of a little person. Yeah, it's the size of a kid that's running yeah. around. Like, yeah. it's not. So the creature stops to grab a knife from like a knife set that's on display in one of the aisles and just keeps on going. Santa gets back to his room where he starts laying out lines of cocaine to snort. How do you relax after being accosted by a by a fellow employee when she sits on your lap and you try to get a little flirty? Well, blow. <laughs> blow. Go and snort some coke. Just he just chops up, he's like, God damn bitch gonna slap me. I'm Santa he's, goddamn. He's it. making it snow up his nose. Is yeah, he's, he's making gonna it make snow. it snow. <laughs> and he's cutting fat fucking lines. Fat lines. <laughs> fat lines. He is ready Holy to shit. Party. Yeah. Um so he goes when he leans on he goes to snort his coke, but his big fake beard gets in the way. He like sweeps all the coke away. He's like, damn it! He's like, god damn it! No! <laughs> we hilarious. Uh, he looks down at that point and he sees like the little monster creature like standing like right in front of him, holding a knife up to his crotch. The creature <laughs> then just. Kills the cokehead Santa just by repeatedly stabbing him in his Yule log and chestnut over and over and over again until he dies. Stabs him in the dick. He goes, ah, falls to the ground and just gets repeatedly stabbed. Stab, 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 right the crotch. I like the Yule log and chestnuts. It's pretty good. I like that one. It's pretty good. Um, Poor fucking Santa. Cokehead Santa's gone. Cokehead Santa was my favorite and he has gone too fast, gone too, He's gone too soon. Him and Agamemnon. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. Yep. So we go back to Hugh, who sends Santa's little helper girl back to check on Santa to see what's taking him so long to come back. 
She finds him down the floor with a large pool of blood spilling out from his junk. Uh, she screams. And now it just cuts to the local law, like cops and detectives are on the scene. Santa's covering a white sheet. Hugh says that nothing like this has happened to Gollum in 50 years. 50 years. So that means we're to understand that 50 years ago, another mall Santa was <laughs> murdered his, by a demon elf. like or dick stabbed up. Stabbed. Yeah, like, really? This has happened before? <laughs> I did like how the cop that was in there kept, like, dipping his finger in the Coke. He did it once, and he goes back, he's like, all right, look, another one. Uh, but just to be a sure one, man, just, I really need a one. Just need a little nummy. This is a little, <laughs> this is a little something to get me through the day. <laughs> so the detective goes to talk to Kirsten because she's a suspect. Um... Because the murder man felt her up. She she slapped him, words were exchanged, and then he was found murdered. With his which, dick cut off. Which makes... Actually, she should Perf- be a subject. Perfect 100% sense. 100% sense. It's probably the most logical thing in this entire movie, is that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Kirsten ends up returning home, looking... And first thing she does when she gets home is, where's my cat? Where's my cat? Outside, we see the demon elf thing. Uh, and... And dear... Fucking Christ... <laughs> Like I said, this is where you really see in his the, glory. The, the, in his glory. Yeah. And that's why I said we already kind of described it as yeah. but yeah, but I won't say it, but the fact that they call this an elf blows my yeah, mind. And, and it's like everyone else, but at the same time they kind of explain it off because everyone describes it as a troll or a demon looking thing. I mean, but it's it's like it, it's just demon they call and, or it, troll and gremlin. Like yeah, kind of troll thing. gremlins, but it's it's called they you know, call it an elf later. But, but I'm just saying, but yeah. yeah, but I'm saying for this to be considered an elf, like there's no way Anyway, I think I don't know. Anyway, it just well, looks like I just said it looked like a magical turd that was brought to life somehow. <laughs> um, so now we cut back to Mike returning to his trailer home where he finds an eviction notice posted on his door. Nothing ever comes from that. That's the last you see of that. That never yeah. comes back into play. He's just like, oh man. I, I guess that sort of does. Man, if that guy could ever use a beer, yeah, it's it'd him. be then. But um, he he's, he holds fast. Yeah, like, that'd be that'd be my. Yeah. I'd be like, that's it. Fuck it. I'm getting a drink. <laughs> Fuck this ninety days. Um, he, so we go back to Kirsten who's sitting on her bed, drawing in her notebook. She takes off the bandage that she had wrapped around her hand where it got cut. And we see the, com- the cut is completely healed now. No mm. sign that was ever there. She turns off the light, goes to bed. After a few seconds, she hears some noises coming from her window. She looks over and sees her dead cat's head oh. pushed up against the window, being moved back and forth like a bike. She's, ah! she's like smearing the fucking head and blood into the window is the, the fucking elf. Like, yeah. yeah. She screams. <laughs> Fuck. It cuts to Kirsten sitting at the table while her mother paces around her upset because this is the second night now that the mom's not getting any sleep. Kirsten tells her that it was a troll. The mother says it was a raccoon. In Wheels Grandpa, with one of her sketchbooks, the man know where she uh, where she saw this image that she drew. Uh, and she says she never saw it. She just made it up. Uh, Grandpa wants to know what she saw in the window. And she tells her it was a troll, a raccoon. I don't know, a ninja gremlin. <laughs> you better uh, tell him. Rosie's going to slap the shit out yeah. of Yeah. Um, I don't know how Gramps got the sketchbook because it was up in her room. And Grandpa's bound to a wheelchair and can't go upstairs. But somehow he got the book from upstairs. Eh, maybe Willie. Uh, Mom comes back in, puts a stop to this conversation, sends Kirsten back to her room. Grandpa tells the mother that it's the elf. The elf killed the cat and showed it to Kirsten. Mom gets pissed off now, saying that something along the line, something along the lines, along the lines of "Not your fucking elves again." I'm sick of this. I killed the cat, and she says it was such glee. 
yeah. enjoyed. Enjoy. Just like she's got that like Cersei Lannister yes. kind of smugness, that look on her face, like I killed the cat. Yeah. It was me that killed the cat. <laughs> you know, I'm like oh you. Bitch. Yeah, and she's like, the raccoon may have dragged it to the window, but I killed it. Jeez. And then she just Ugh. walks away. Uh, Grandpa p- grabs a large piece of amberish colored crystal from a shelf and wraps it in a silk cloth. That's the scene. It's Whatever. Short. But yeah. wait, what's going on? But it comes back. The next day, Mike is back at Golem's Cafe drinking coffee and smoking. He smoked. Holy shit. In every scene. How did this actor die? Was it lung cancer? Because I, I, I believe you have a case against this. If they said, Dude, just from this movie alone, if you're like, if if, if 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 the character was written, he's a chain smoker. He is. You may have a case. Yeah. Because God damn, he. I don't think there's a scene. There's not a single scene where he's not. Where he smoking. doesn't have a cigarette in nope. his hand. He is. I mean, when we're talking like down to the butt, like yeah. to the nub. He's smoking that like, filter. It's, it's like there's an there's an amber left, and he's still yeah. puff. It's. Constant, constant, uh, and uh, and not only like it, another point is on the box on on the table next to him is not just like a little box of cigarettes. Oh, you have box, you know, you keep it. Yeah. Like, oh, you have your no, he, he carries around a carton. He carries a carton, not just the boxes, but a carton. He has a whole carton that he carries around with him. That's how he rolls. Kirsten comes up to refill his coffee. They have a small conversation. In comes Hugh, wanting to know if Mike still wants a job and to follow him. And Hugh hires him to be the new store Santa. There's a quick scene of Mike as Santa holding a little boy that pees on his leg. And then cuts the Mike back in the quote-unquote dressing room. The same place where cocaine Santa yes, got killed. Wiping his pants off. He has a great line of, life's a bitch, Eddie. First you're Santa, then you die. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who the fuck is Eddie? It, it, it does show Mike talking to the chalk outline of, of the murdered Santa, which is still on the, still floor. On the floor. So did he name the chalk outline Eddie? Which is weird enough as is, but also the chalk line is still there. That would mean the room would still be a crime scene. And shouldn't that be off limits and closed off? Because now it's just a contaminated crime scene. I, I love that they... Obviously, it's been clean. They've already taken. But you whatever. can still see I'm, the blood. But they, blood on they, they the still floor. have the goddamn chalk, like the taped off line. Ta- the, the chalk outline <laughs> still there, uh, and, and you can see the blood pool right where the crotch would, yeah. right where the guy's dick would be. Ugh. And it's like so. Mike sees sees a symbol carved into the floor. Yeah, he, as he he's was, talking to the chalk outline, he's he looks and he sees a symbol carved into the floor. Yes, next to where the body was. Exactly. Uh, he kneels down to have a closer look, to which he says, man, this looks familiar. Which is fucking weird, because it's never explained why this would be familiar to him, ever. No, who knows. Um, he keeps talking about saying, no, Ace, you're not a detective anymore. You're not even a store detective anymore. It's none of my concern. I'm Santa. All I have to do is take care of my reindeer. With that, he gets up, grabs his hat and beard, and he leaves. And that's me scratching my chin, like... When did stores have their own detectives? Uh, I've never heard of Macy's or JCPenney detective. There was a, you know, it's, I think it's a loose term, almost like, uh, you know, who, you know, it's, it's like the, 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 the security, like the do all security guard. Um, you know, someone who monitors the, the yeah, customers. that's a security it's just, guard, it's, it's, not a detective. Yeah. But I think it's just a loose term. You know. I just found it so weird. Like you're not. It just says you're not even store security. Under, undercover shopping, all that stuff. Well, and you still, invest. but I don't know. It's a general term. Uh, we come back to Grandpa in his study, where now suddenly there's three new dudes there. One of them is a giant who looks to be like seven feet tall. Jesus Christ, he has gigantism. Another one sports like a long 
tight man ponytail. Like with a, like a skullet kind of going on. He's kind of yeah, he's kind of bald, but he's holding on that that ponytail. Got, got the skullet the, and uh, the, the Paul Heyman skullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third one is like clearly like the leader of the group who also speaks with a heavy German accent. They're talking about the elf. Uh, the new German guy holds up a small piece of crystal that Grandpa that, that Grandpa has and tells Grandpa that there's no more room in hell. That when there's no more room in hell, the elves will the walk the elves, earth. Where there's no more room in hell, the elves shall walk the earth. Yeah, not not the dead. No, that's a, that's a misquote in the Bible. Yeah, it was the elves. The Bible got wrong. It's the, the elves. The elves. That's a big Bible conspiracy. That that's a, that's what Dan Brown's covering his next book. It's not the dead. It's the elves in the Bible. The elves. Uh, and uh, so he drops a piece of crystal on the desk. The grandma picks up, pulls out his crystal, and puts the two of them together. They match up perfectly, and then suddenly, be just like magically, somehow are now one piece, like it's never been broken in the like first place. Magnets. Um, How do they work? <laughs> Grandpa then pulls out a Luger pistol, aims it at the other dude. I love this scene. He's uh, well, do you? I'm glad you do because you know what? There's a lot of info to process in this scene. So instead of trying to explain it all, I'm just gonna play you the audio clip of the scene. You'll get a nice and, and exposition dump. Yeah, yeah. you kind of understand what's going on. So here's uh, here, here's uh, our first clip for the of, of the show. We have always known where you were. We have simply respected your desire for privacy. So why come here now? You had us convinced they could not be resurrected. It's true. When there is no more room in hell, the elves will walk the earth. The elfin You knew. I don't understand, Doctor. What are you doing? Are you going to shoot me? I'm not sure what to do. Rejoice! It is, uh, it is her, isn't it? Your granddaughter. The pure genetic line. I decided many years ago this must not happen. She must have nothing to do with this. You decided? You decided nothing. Too late to turn back now. She is the most important person on Earth. From her will grow the new order. Besides, with you or without you, it is happening. So there's all that that yeah. went down. Um, there's a lot of information there. Uh... That's insane and crazy, and you can kind of hear on through the German accent. I do love that Grandpa loses his German accent a little bit here and there, <laughs> and it comes out a little more Midwestern. Then <laughs> uh, there's also like when he's like, "I don't know what to do," and he has the gun pointed at him. The guy just walks up to yes. him casually grabs it, wrestles it out of his hand, and then throws it back down on the desk. There's no For wrestling. Grandpa to grab it again if he wants to. If I mean, he, he, just, to. he just kind of, like, wiggled it out of his yeah, hand. It's the easiest, yeah. like, Grandpa have no fight to give yeah, up that he gun. Just, he just, give me that fucking gun. <laughs> but then he puts it right back on the desk where Grandpa could easily grab it again if he wants to. Yes. But it was very much a, uh, you got no power here, Grandpa. Yeah. Move. And so basically we get that Kirsten is, like, the chosen one. 
and that grandpa's been up to up to no good all this time. And yeah, like, the grandpa's suddenly trying to have a change of heart. Yes, yeah, change of heart, trying to protect her. Yeah, I don't want her involved in this because she's gonna bring the new the, like, the, the new, new the, order. The new the new order. Yes, the, which yeah, the new world order. So she's it's she's gonna bring forth she's, Kevin she's, Nash and she's Scott the Hall. They're coming for because of her. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking NWO shit. <laughs> anyway, and she's 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 going to be the. You know the the catalyst to start a new race yeah. or new genetic exactly whatever. something like that, and we'll get more of that later as well. Um, so, but as soon as that clip ends, the three German dudes, the three men, they leave. They just leave the house as one hits his head on the way out. <laughs> the <laughs> giant hits just head. about. He's fucking huge. Um, so now we go back to Golem's Cafe where we see Ponytail is sitting at a table spying on Kirsten while she. Works and knocks over a tray of donuts, which instead of throwing away, just puts back on the tray on the counter. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Because that's, that's exactly what a teenager would do. Oh, yeah. You know, they'd be like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble and for this. Especially the fucking like, 80s where like, nobody yeah. cares. Like, just, the regulations Dude, weren't we, as strict. We, we mentioned it in Chopping Mall. Uh, if you remember, like uh, it's me, you, and Sarah samples. Yeah, I remember. That and episode. we talked about how at the beginning of Chopping Mall, one like the girls who worked at the restaurant, and like the the guy who was the chef had like a oh the green the white dirty t shirt. Yeah. He always had he was smoking a cigarette, had a spatula. He looked he's like, like Bar from a uh, can't, can't do on that television. television. Yeah, can't see on television. Yeah. And he's like scratching his back with a spatula, and like Sarah said it then. She goes, "How do you eat in the eighties? Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like everything was just any diner was just disgusting. <laughs> like you're rolling the dice if <laughs> you eat there. So um, so yeah, so so um, where was I? So in come Amy and Brooke. One of them lifts up her shirt. It's Amy lifts up her shirt yeah. to show off her new red bra, hoping the girls will think that some guy named Dave will she like goes, it. Check it out, girls! In the like, middle of her, the cafe, there's like there's other people. Just shows her titties. There you go. <laughs> I'm like I like this girl, and they're like Dave doesn't like red. He won't like it. Uh, we we'll get you something else though. So Mike is back in his dressing room, getting out of his Santa gear, which he just tosses into a corner, and then he leaves for the night, saying goodbye to Eddie, the chalk outline. So he 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 goes to the back door to the, the, the shopping store, the, the store, um, unplugs the alarm system, opens the door, and puts like a big piece of a uh, strip of tape. Over like the locks of the door, so that when it won't lock when he when he closes it. Yeah. Behind so him. when he leaves, you know, it's he can just push the door back open. Yeah. Um, he even gives it a little test run. Yes, he does. Uh, Kristen then goes also to the door, goes to pull out the tape, and to put the tape on the lock. She's going to do the same thing. So, yeah, but she's like, oh. so this is not something. I'm sure this is something that a lot of employees do. Yeah. They don't have great security there, obviously. <laughs> They don't have any security. They no. okay, outsource their security. My ass. You should be getting his money back or get a new security service. Yeah, or or actually hire somebody. Yeah. Fuck. Um, especially around Christmas time. Um, but um, she notices that it's already taped over. Yeah. So she just heads out. She leaves too. She's like, yeah. Okay. Mike heads over to the local library, which for some crazy reason is still open, even though the mega shopping store. At Christmas time, it's closed for the night, but the library's still open. That's a good point. Which is insane, because like, our library closes at, like, 6. <laughs> 5 or 6. Yeah, you maybe not. Maybe, maybe, eight, maybe 7 or know. 8. Yeah. Cause, but cause they I don't, they when don't... I was in high school, I went there for stuff. But, um, but yeah, there's no way the library would be open later than, like, the mega store for When's Christmas. When's the last time you went to a public library? Actually, I was there a few months ago, because they now do passports there. So I went there to get oh, my yeah, passport I didn't done. I know that. Um... So, 
he asked the librarian at the front desk if they have books on runes, runes and strange symbols and mentioned that he read a book like that from college. And yes, he's still smoking in the library now. And no one says a thing. Nobody's in the library. He's smoking. Uh, she tells him that it would be back in occult sciences section 666. Oh, Fucking course. To which you make a code sciences. Of course, he's six six six. You gotta be kidding me! And she's like, Bleh. which brings us to this week's educational moment. Oh shit! Haven't had one of these in a while. We have not. In the American Library System, which uses the Dewey Decimal Classification System, books on parapsychology and the supernatural would be reserved in section one three zero. Section six 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 is actually for ceramic and alloy technologies. Ah. <laughs> So there you go. You just got learned it. <laughs> you just got marshaled. <laughs> <laughs> so now he watches Mike flips through a book while still smoking in the library, uh, looking away. to match the symbol he found on the floor of the dressing room. Um, eventually he finds the same symbol in his book, but when he goes to the page that's supposed to explain what the symbol is or means, he finds that the pages have been ripped out. Hmm. So he decides to go find the author of the book, a Professor Fitzpatrick at Taft University, and off he goes. We jump back to Amy and Brooke sitting outside the back door golems that Kristen left, that she left through. Kristen comes back, opens the door to which one of the girls says, Oh man, you mean you tell me it's open the whole time? And the girls go inside, and I think it was Amy who said, um, Rips the tape off the door. I didn't get either one of these girls' names. It's Amy and Brooke. It took me a while to figure them out, but yeah. Um, maybe it was Brooke. I don't know. One of them rips the tape. I think it's Brooke. Rips the tape off. She, she, and, so so we know that Santa or Mike can't get back Yeah, in. now the door locks. Um, Kristen says she's going to head up to Sporting Goods. Amy says, okay, meet us in the lingerie department when you're done. Kirsten notices that Brooke is, yeah, Brooke's finishing to strip a tape from the door. She takes it back saying like, how do you expect the boys to get in now, dummy? And she takes the strip. Of tape from her and goes and puts it back on the door. So, so now it can be open again. Now it can be open again. But there was a point where Mike tried to get in. The door was locked. Yes. Mike Mike had returned. He, that's what I'm saying. I had this a little out of order yeah. here just because for flow. Yeah, yeah. But Mike turns, finds it locked. And then when he, he goes off to find something to use that can't help break in. But he walks right. But that's she, when. She put the tape there. And now he's back in. And now he just door yeah. opens up. He's oh, okay. Um, so you now he removes the tape from the door and plugs the alarm system back in. We jump back to Brooke and Amy in the lingerie department. Amy comes out wearing a white corset with white thigh-high stockings, white garters, and wearing like a silky-looking white cape. Not bad. And yeah, pretty damn nice. I kind of liked it. To which they Brooke, bust her balls. To which Brooke says, <laughs> "What kind of slut dyke suit is that?" I know. Which is a very weird thing to say. I. Never, slut dyke suit? That's pretty what? aggressive. That's insane. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I like, I'd say I had room, the outfit's pretty fucking sexy. I mean, I know if a girl wore that for me, I'd be thrilled. Like, whoa, nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking hot. And Brooke's like, fucking dyke suit? Wait, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what it is? She probably was like, damn, she looks good in that. Better buster, better buster chops. Hurt that confidence. So, you know. Maybe. And, that's. But, yeah. But this leads to a stimulating exchange of way, no way, way, no, no way. way, followed by a whatever. <laughs> Great. That might be the uh, best pe- written piece in the entire movie. 80s. <laughs> best piece of writing in the entire movie. Kristen shows up wearing what looks like a hot pink swimsuit and a mini skirt, to which both Amy and Brooke 
thing is the hottest, oh, sexiest yeah. fucking thing under the sun. She's literally wearing a, a pink one suit. It's a pink one-piece swimsuit with a blue, like, two-two And mini-skirt. she holds a miniskirt up. She's just wearing the swimsuit. Yeah. This and then she goes, I was thinking about wearing it with this. And then, like, holds the miniskirt over it. And they're like, whoa. Whoa, it's so hot. But you have the girl in, like, the sexiest, at like, Emma Frost, white queen-looking yes. outfit ever. And she's like, ew. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You fucking nailed it. If anybody's a, an X-Men reader, Emma Frost always wore the lingerie like as, as like her outfit. Hellfire Club yes, Emma Frost. Yes. Not, not, I'm now an X-Men yes. Emma Frost. And that's You nailed it. Boom. Only her tits are nowhere near as big as Emma Frost's were. But anyway, um, Mike is back in his dressing room now. And, he, and there's a cotton there. He sits on the cotton while chain smoking, reading the book. And I, I think it's supposed to be the book from the library, but yeah. it's clearly a different, completely different book than one he had there. So basically, you get the idea that Mike is, uh, you know, since he's gotten evicted. Yeah, this is the only reason that plays into the eviction. He got evicted, so now he's basically living in the break room. The break room. Yeah, there's which a is con- not even a break room. It's just like a weird, dirty back room. Yeah, it's got a like a it's utility like, sink. Utility sink, con- plain concrete floors, concrete walls. It's got a cot. It's like yeah. a cot. It's a, it's. A weird room. It's, it's where it, you do blow when you're yeah, at Christmas it's the blow Santa. Room. Um, so after a moment, he hears noises coming from out in the store. He goes out to check on it. And as he walks through the store, we see the demon elf, his head pop up. So he's here now. Somehow, somehow he got in. He got in. Sure. The girls are all putting on makeup and getting all dialed up at like the makeup counter. And Kirsten says that she has a new name for them now. Instead of the virgins of anti-Christmas, they are now masters without slaves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Mike spots them from like the floor above, uh, but he walks off. Now this is instance one. I'm going to say this many, many times. The first instance that of where the audio loses all like the laws of sound in this building just completely vanish because the girls can't hear his loud echoing footsteps. Clunk, 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 clunk. He's clunk. like he's like wearing cowboy boots. He's or wearing like, big old he's wearing boots, boots, like boots. with like a wooden heel. And it's echoing. Mm, like, we yeah. as an audience clearly hear. It's like loud, clunk, clunk, clunk. And they're just like thirty Compl- feet below, right below and a like, makeup. And there's the shot they use. He, you can you can clearly, clearly see, see him. him. Yeah, above him, walk away. Yeah, the girls don't hear him or see him. As yeah, um, and it doesn't really matter because Mike ends up walking right up to the girls yeah, he's like, to hey, confront girls. them about yeah. them being here after hours. Kristen just keeps calling him Santa. She never calls him. Out. He's well, like, she, Santa. Does, she doesn't know his name. She just I knows think at he, one point he does. Well, she does. But at this point, it's Santa. Mm-hmm. She also asks him what he's doing here after hours. And he tells her, hey, he's t- hey I'm here taking care of things, which is kind of a lie. And, and they're like, what? Oh, bullshit. Yeah, she, has a b- she calls him out on his shit. It's like, you're the guy who put the tape on the door. No, it's like, you're Santa. You're not yeah. security. You're you're full of shit. You're, you're, you are just as much trouble as we are. Exactly. So Mike makes a deal with the girls saying that as long as they don't make a mess, and clean up, clean up after themselves. He won't say anything about them being here. The girls agree. And they're like, okay, cool. And so Mike's just like, all right, he heads off. He's like, leave me alone. Leaving the, yeah. walks away smoking the whole time. We cut back to Kirsten's house where Gramps is asking about her whereabouts because she never, she should be home by now. And mom says, oh, she's spending the night over at either Brooke or one, Amy's one house. One of the girls' yeah. house. Gramps wheels himself into the study where the where three the Germans German are hanging out. They're just hanging out, chilling with the leader. The one was like on the phone ordering a pizza or something. No, he's he's on the phone with the girls' moms. The uh, other girls' moms like, yeah, they're not there. <laughs> you're lying to us, Gramps. Where is she? <laughs> yeah. You know. 
And yeah, and then he, yeah, that's where he because he, mm-hmm. the leader says the grandma, oh, she's not with her friends. So we jump back to the to Golems where we see the three young dudes now walking up to the back door, talking about the girls and who how who's getting lucky tonight, and arguing over which girl they're each gonna get. And they get to the back door, and they, the door's locked. They get upset. They get a little upset when they find it's locked, and uh, when they told it was supposed to be open for them. Now it's a minor inconvenience, you know. But one of the guys gets so fucking mad, he starts banging the shit out of that door. He's, he's like a madman. And then one of his friends just puts his hand on his shoulder, like, like this stomach, like, hey, dude, it's okay, calm down. Which, he stops immediately, but what he says next, just it made me laugh. So the guy's banging away like him, he's like, bang, 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 bang. He looks at his pal, and just says, hormones. Like, hormones? What? If that's his reaction, it's probably more like steroids, not hormones. <laughs> like, it's the weirdest. I've never been like 18 in my life. I'm like, dude, hormones. I, I guess he wants to get laid real bad. <laughs> I, I must have missed that part. <laughs> it's so I know, weird. That, that part, I was like, just like, hormones, yeah. dude. But their solution is just, well, you know, we can't get in. Let's break it. Like, dude's like, I got tire iron in my I got, car. I got a crowbar. Well, that would be okay. Let's yeah, break so in. They're talking about, like, you know, this, this is a major store around Christmas. Yeah. And, like, a, imagine, that, like, a busy part of town. Yeah, I just basically referred to it as, like, Macy's. It, it's basically sure, a Macy's. But it's not, like, something that would be inconspicuous when you're trying to break in with a goddamn crowbar. No, it definitely is a busy... It's, like, main downtown, because yeah. you can see when you're walking on the highway, there's, like, all these other big, tall skyscraper buildings. Yeah, it's a very urban traffic area. in the traffic. background. It's a busy main area. Yeah. Like, I was... I mean, it's <laughs> tired and break, break in. Break in. No bigs. And, like, <laughs> the way they treat it is just, like... No big deal, bro. Yeah. We'll just break in. Yeah, nothing. Uh, so inside, the girls are in the sporting girls department talking about which one of the tents each of them want to get laid in. Because there's had to be three tents set up. Perfect. Um, now, there's a side conversation here between Chris, Kirsten and Brooke that's simply fucking insane when you stop to think about what they're saying and the fact that this is the mindset and the time or, or the times that they're in or, or the mindset of the writers. But it's bonkers um i'm gonna play this audio clip and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards but uh take a listen you're not really gonna you're not really gonna do it are you those guys forget it i'm saving it for someone special but how do you stop them just say no it scares the hell out of them they don't know how to deal with it i'd rather just go through with it than get in a confrontation it's easier what kind of, what is that? What is, that's like the weirdest, like, after school, like, public service. Like, I'd rather just go through that than cause a confrontation. It's easier. So, Kirsten. What happened like, women's power empowerment? <laughs> what not, the fuck? Not in 89, baby. Not in 89, I guess not. No, not in 89, not That Kirsten. is, like, such, like, a 1950s mindset. Like, just roll over and take it. Just go with it. But Kirsten, <laughs> she is the one that says... You yeah. Know, t- t- no, I'm not gonna do it. Just tell him no. No big deal. Yeah, she, I'm saying myself for something. Her special. friend I'm is just like, yeah, nah. I don't want to <laughs> get put up in a fight. Just fuck me. Yeah, it's like okay. it's so. That's such a weird, horrible, horrible fucking message just sent out to like any younger kids that are actually watching this movie. Like especially girls, like just roll over and take. It's easier that way. Just roll with it. Who wants to argue and deal with the drama? Just get fucked. <laughs> and so, oh, I can't believe, I guess I kind of can't believe it because it's the fucking age, but still, like, 
Whoa! Yeah, I was, that's, I was, that was pretty extreme. I mean, it doesn't help that it was written by three men. Like, it was like, really, dude? It's like, you're right, come on. Oh. Your idea of women's pretty weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it the writers? Like, this is their idea? Right. So I was like, what the fuck? Uh, so now the girls and Mike all start hearing banging coming from the back door. Again, the laws of how sound travels in the store make zero fucking sense. Because this banging they hear, but that they didn't hear the banging, the boys, the yeah. boys banging on it. So, like, it's so, very selective what gets heard in the store. You're hearing banging, you're hearing cracking, and you hear, you see, like, through the shadows, there's guys trying, it looks like guys trying to break in the door, and you're like, okay, it's the boys. Yeah. So the we, boys are back trying to break, the boys are back in boys town. boys back in town. Trying to break in to get some puss. Uh, the door gets forced open, and the three German dudes rush inside, and they rush over the falling dead body of Hormone Guy, who was killed by some sort of blow to the head. The alarm goes off now. And, like, the German, like, the leader of the German guy has caused his minions, idiots, or morons, or something for you setting off the alarm. the alarm. And then, like, orders him to go find the, the girl. Go find the girl. Go find the girl, dude. Turn off the alarm. <laughs> I'm going to pump you up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Brooke and Amy are all excited. I think it's the guys here. And they rush off to meet them. So they get their pusses pounded. <laughs> uh, meet Mike, meanwhile, ends up at the back door first, finds the dead body. Seeing it, he rushes back like, oh, shit, I got, you know, go get the girls. Yeah, now, to his credit, I would see a dead body, the door open, be like, oh, shit. And probably be like, skidoo, <laughs> get on out. Skidoosh. Yeah, I think, see ya. Sorry, girls, you're on your own. Yeah. There's a dead body, alarm's going off, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> but uh, Mike, Mike has a bigger heart Mike, than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brooke and Amy are at the, an elevator now. Wait, Amy takes off her like her weird white cape, throws open the elevator door, and then throws the cape at Brooke. And Crooky rushes in, She's closes like, the door behind. Her. It's one. Of, it's like a service elevator. It's not one that you have to wait for the doors to open. It's like you open the door itself and you know, all that. She's thinking it's the boys. Yes. She's, she's running like, off to greet them first. Yes. Like, I want to get there first. Yeah. And so she's like, fuck you, bitch. And throws yeah, her so cape she at her. Throws, that leaves Brooke standing mm-hmm. there alone like, holding the cape. Yeah. And then Brooke heads for the stairs. The Germans get to the elevator right as it opens. They all walk in and just grab Amy in the process. She's like, what the fuck? And, oh, what's up, Fraulein? Hey, I see Fraulein you. You're just, you're just very nice for us. Yes. Okay. Uh, you look better in some later hosing, but still, this is nice. It's a pretty good. Uh, uh, not Emma Frost good, but pretty good, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike runs up just in time to see the elevators leave, like, like go back down or something like that. Which may be weird, because this is... And then maybe we're like, what floor are these... How this floor store is laid out? Because when we see yeah. the girls first, they run to the elevator first. And when Amy gets in, the elevator goes down a floor. And we saw Mike... Above them. Above them. But, they, but I'm going to say that he's on the floor level because he goes to the back door first. But the elevator comes down, right? When when the Germans go in to get her, and the elevator came down. And then when Mike gets there to try to get to them, the elevator goes down again instead of... But then when... You know, it's fucking weird. It I'm doesn't sitting, make any I'm sitting here looking at you trying to explain it. So I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. They're just moving around. Whatever. <laughs> You're like all bummed out. You're like, aww. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, in the elevator... That's Ger- like the wind out of your sails, <laughs> didn't I? Jeez. Uh, the German leader is trying to... Uh, is, is Has Amy by the wrist. And she's freaking out, panicking, screaming. Yeah, they're just like, and who's he's this like, chick? And he's <laughs> asking, like, where is she? 
Where is she? But then he throws in a, where did you come from? Which is a really weird ask question to ask. That's, that, yeah. that thought, that's, that's an odd choice. Not getting anywhere with, with Amy. He just like throws his hands up in, in frustration, turns his back on her. Ah, this at, girl's no good. At, the, at that point, the giant pulls out a gun and just shoots Amy in the he head. He pulls out her. a fucking Dirty Harry fucking Magnum 45, yeah. puts it to her head, and she's like, ah! And then you hear, you hear, Boom. Yeah, it cuts away, but you hear the gunshot. To which Mike does react. He yeah. he, he hears the, the, gunshot the gunshot echoes. Uh, meanwhile, Kirsten spots the elf behind a counter looking right at her. Yeah. Like, dead to rights, looking directly at her. So she dashes behind a counter to hide, even though, like, he clearly sees where you went. He's right there. Uh, Mike spies on the Germans as he exit the elevator. Oh, in case if you're wondering, yes, he's still smoking this whole fucking time. Fuck yeah, still he Still holding on to that cigarette. He does get spotted by the Germans who all pull out guns and start shooting at Mike, who ends up taking cover behind the same counter that Kirsten is hiding behind. So Kirsten and Mike are hiding behind a counter as three Germans are unloading their goddamn hand cannons at them. But luckily for them, it just happens to be the gun counter because they're in the sporting goods department. They're right behind. They're right there with guns. So Mike is able to pull out a gun for himself and has Kirsten hand him a box of ammo. Now, this is the first and last time that ammo will ever be mentioned or even thought about in this movie. Man, because everyone has the magical bottomless gun. Unlimited ammo. Yes. You got upgraded. They got that cheat code going. They got that achievement. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the game once so they can go through it again with unlimited ammo. Yeah. Wasn't like a Resident Evil 4 unlock? Yeah, like, like a lot of so, games yeah. had that kind of thing. Yeah, like Metal Gear had that, I think, too. Uh, yeah. I, I also find it funny that everyone has... Ter- they're all fucking stormtroopers. They all have terrible fucking aim. And they're hiding behind a glass counter. It's just constant shooting. It's just, it's just constant. But somehow, like, this counter that's made of glass never gets hit. No one gets hit with a bullet. No. No one... It's just boom, boom. But it's still really entertaining. Yeah. Mike asks her if she thinks she can make it over to the stairs. So Kristen peeks up over the counter to look and sees the elf staring back at her from across still, the room. Still just hanging out there. As, as this like firefight's going yeah. on, the elf is like, sup girl. Yeah. <laughs> she screams, ducks back behind the counter. Mike looks up at what she was screaming at. Which is weird because you would think she'd just scream at the gun, the bullet yeah, no flying shit. around her head. Right? But he also sees the elf right before it hides <laughs> behind another counter. Kirsten tells him that she thinks it's a troll that is following her, and she thinks it knows that Mike is helping her. Well, shit. That's a big-ass stretch from, like, looking at him for, like, two seconds. Sure. He knows you're helping me. So now we see the elf is just strolling down the aisles with, like, just, the camera just inches away from its just, gray, just, turd-looking face. Just strutting. Yeah, he might as well just be doing, like, the Vince McMahon. So he's just strutting down this aisle without a care of the world. I more John Travolta. Well, you can tell by the way. I yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. No time to talk. <laughs> or it might as well be, like, Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3, yeah, the yeah, emo Parker, yeah. whatever. And he's just hanging with his stupid gaping mouth open uh, while, there's, while there's fucking shootouts going on behind him. Also, no one else seems to care or even see that the fucking demon elf is just bopping around them in the shootout without a care. We cut to Brooke walking up to the elevator. Keep in mind, at this point, this is what I'm talking about. The sound gets, is horrible. So, shootout. We, I said, bang, 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 gun's going everywhere. Brooke walks up to the elevator. Zero gunshots are heard in the background. <laughs> Zero. It's common. It's like the OK Corral back there. Zero gunshots. But you do hear the alarm still going off in this scene. Yeah. But the shootout scenes. But when you're back in the shootout, shoot, shoot, shoot. 
no alarm. Back to Brooke at the elevator, no shootout point. alarm. Don't every both those should be ringing out echoing throughout the entire fucking store the whole time. Uh, just like again, proving that laws of sound do not exist in this store. The elevator doors open. Brooke sees Amy's dead body lying in a pool of blood. She screams. She screams. Runs away. Brooke ends up in like this dark back room that's only purpose seems to be store to store old creepy mannequin parts. Fucking John Clausen from Tourist Trap. Yes, would have that a, dude would bust a nut in this room. Right when I saw, it, I was like Tourist Trap. Yeah. Fucking yeah. I, I did like. I liked the. Fa- I liked. The, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I was very happy when I saw this. I was. It made me think they did. You know, it's a good choice. Mm-hmm. It's a very good choice. Uh, so the elf pulls an ET here and hides amongst the parts, like ET hiding in the pile of stuffed yeah, animals. Yeah, because they're all, they're all bald and naked. You know, they're yeah. all just just nude. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. Yeah, and it's dark, and he blends in very well. Uh, she, um, she turns around, spots the elf who like roars slash growls at her, and then she runs away. It's his way going, hey, hey, baby. This time the elf, she chases after, the elf chases after her. He cut back to Mike and Kirsten still being pinned down by the the bullet barrage. Pew, pew, pew. That one would think we come from a small platoon of people instead of just three guys. This time the glass in the counter display kind of finally breaks, but... Now it's about, like, again, the, the, the mystery, this mystery quarter-inch thick, like, plywood, like, this little itty sliding wood backing stops it's, it's, bullets. It's, it's literally the sliding panel to, like, slide to the side display, so you get the merchandise yeah, out of the display but, case. but that's enough to stop bullets. Sure. Jesus Christ. Sure. And again, this, the alarm, not heard anymore in this thing. It, it, it's gone. You're obsessed with that. Well, because it's insane. It's horrible continuity. It's so bad. Indiana, let it go. <laughs> we see Brooke come tumbling down the stairs. She lands like right kind of like behind the Germans, but they don't see her. And she dies for cover behind some boxes. And now the alarm is, is not heard here either. What we see next is really odd, but it looks like the elf gets beaten back or is scared of like a few small motorized toys that for some reason have like come to life now. Yeah. Like, like it, it's really fucking this, weird. This is a weird scene. And I thought it would have something I thought it would come back in some way. You would think because so. But... They, they, they took time to show this, like, uh, wind-up, fuzzy, electronic pig doll. Yes. Like, the, blinking it, and walking towards yeah. it. And other dolls, kind of like motorized dolls, like, flopping around the floor next to the the the, the elf. And the elf, and the like, elf, elf, the elf like, like, takes, by this. takes steps back, like, oh, no. Yeah. It, it, looks, it looks intimidated or confused or something by it. Uh, but it, like, I thought, yeah, but you, you'd think for sure this was like fortune for something else, like somehow would play into the elf's demise later or something, but it never comes back. Yeah. And like, if they're playing on the like, oh, because this clearly isn't a Santa's elf. Cause they actually pan out to see like, you know, just say take Santa's elf doll elf or something like that. Type doll, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, it would make sense. Like, oh, this is a Santa elf. And they're just so fucking sick of making toys that they hate toys. They want nothing <laughs> to do with toys anymore. But no, nothing. It, it, it's so weird and out of place. So Brooke is cowering in, in, in a corner crying, and a stuffed bear falls down on her. She looks up and sees the elf, now wearing a Santa, Santa hat, staring back at her with his dumbass mouth open. It's ugly face. Ugly face. Where'd where the fucking Santa hat come from? I don't know, but I liked it. <laughs> You know what I think it was? It, he, oh, I it think was that elf, elf yes. was wearing a Santa So yes. he, he took the time to take the Santa hat off the elf down to put it on his head just for like, like for a gag? So what? <laughs> Fuck. It's... 
Oh, it's, it's, it's insane. I liked it. I liked it. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> was, this is a... F- Dude, look at the fucking movie we're watching. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, all right. <laughs> Remind so, me that it's Christmas again. Uh, the elf raises up a knife and slashes her across the arm with it. She falls down, tries to crawl away. Like, slashes her on the arm. Like, right and, across and, the and, forearm. And then he jumps down and slashes her on the leg. Like, but it's a very minor, minor. wound. Yeah, but, but she's crawling... Like, yeah, this wound apparently understand. causes her legs to cease to, to function. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally a, like a, a small nick. gash on the back of her calf. I've walked through the for, like woods in the summers. I've gotten like a bigger cut from a thorn oh, on yeah. my leg and, sure. like, and keep going. This is this in. There's no explanation why she's crawling so pathetically. Like no, uh, no, it's, it's like it's a glorified paper cut. She I gives. don't understand. Like the. They didn't. It. it it's I not really under Achilles either. Really it's not like it's her yeah, Achilles heel. But even before tended. she got that cut, she was still crawling around like a pathetic troll. Yeah. Troll. Troll. <laughs> no, I get. I. I was infuriated by that too. There's no yeah, reason I for did, it. I did not like that. Um. So. Yeah, her legs. Like, don't if you're work gonna crawl anymore. around like that, like have her like take a fall or trip and fall, and she's like, oh, you know. Well, like, she did fall down the stairs. Yeah. When yeah. she entered the scene, but but you see. But you do when she falls down, she gets up and runs behind. Runs the counter, away. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, so she's basically unable to move now. Uh, the elf then suddenly gets starts like takes like a, a change here. He, like he starts gently rubbing its hand up and down the side of her face, all like all yeah. tenderly. Like it's like oh, he's, like stroking her don't cheek. Worry, don't worry, girl. Yeah. Don't worry, girl. And then he just stabs her a few times and she dies. <laughs> like, like, that's it. <laughs> like, it's the what? He's like, it's okay, girl. It's okay. Yeah. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> so She's dead. Brooke's dead now. The gun, the, the gun shootout's still going on, by the way. It's still, still. full force. Mike's no. got two guns. Pew, pew, yeah, pew, he's pew. double fisting now. The, the jer- still smoking. Still got a cigarette in his mouth. Two, two, gun, guns. two guns going. <laughs> Fucking A. Fucking Duke Nukem style or something. Uh, the German leader finally orders men to stop shooting at Mike because she, she is with him and they might accidentally shoot Kirsten. Like fucking, she's been with him this whole time, and you just now just say now. that. Oh shit, there she is, man. The don't, whole time, and now police don't get a dude. <laughs> don't shoot her. Uh, now police sirens are heard, finally responding to the store line, and she's the response the time is terrible. <laughs> fucking response time's awful. Let's go, buddy. Uh, so the Germans, Alvita Zane, out of there, <laughs> and Kristen and Mike decide, you know, hey, let's get out of here too. Time to go. So, but on the way out, they find Brooke's dead body. Ah. Mike kneels down to inspect it and finds that somehow, magically, Brooke's pool of blood that has spilled out from the cut on her arm, which is way too much blood for such a small cut, has formed itself into the same symbol he was researching that he found carved into the floor in the dressing room. Weird rune. Yes. Know. Okay, so now, now we crossfade to the cops and the detective from before going over uh, uh, the crime scene. The detectives go to question Mike, but end up he just ends up like lecturing him about how Mike was the best detective on the force, but he drank his way out of a job and drank his way out of a security gig. Fuck you, man. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what? I thought we were like bros. <laughs> you gonna bring that old shit up? Uh, Mike swears to the detective that he saw a two foot tall elf that he was, you know, there. And again, I have to stop and say, like, I don't know, like, this is where I had the problem. Like, I, I don't, like. No fucking way would anyone, whoever saw this thing, call it an elf. Like, Christian was closer when she called it a troll. That makes sense. He's like, yeah, I saw it too even, for a even, troll. Even when the kid called it a gremlin. Yeah. Like, everyone, you asked everybody on the street, 
describe an elf, that is not what they're going to describe. Yeah. If but, someone says what, if I said, so, if I saw a thing and somebody asked me what it's like, I'd be like, yeah, a troll, a goblin, maybe a ghoulie, a ghoulie, yeah, not an elf, a gremlin. No yeah. way am I saying elf, but yet that's what people say. But at the same time, doesn't fucking matter. You know. The detective tells Mike that he and the girl are both implemented in these killings. And Mike asks the detective for more time to prove his story about the elf. And the detective says, okay, you got 24 hours and you better get to it. So now it goes over to Hugh giving Kirsten the business for being here after yeah, hours. I know. <laughs> and calls her liable for all the damage done and for also wearing store merchandise because she's still wearing that pink swimsuit. Uh, he continues to rant on about... Doesn't give a shit about the two dead people. No. Well, sort of, because he does rant about how it's Christmas Eve, and now no one will want to shop well, here with the bloodstains on the floor. He cares about his profit margin, not about the fact that two people have lost their lives. Kristen, at this point, snaps at him, saying, Sorry my dead friend's bled all over your fucking floor. You want me to fucking clean up you for you, asshole? Hugh goes to slap her. Dude, what are they doing? The, like, I don't remember they, the 80s being slap happy. Yeah, <laughs> These like, guys slap. just love slapping Kirsten. So she's just got that she's, slappable she's just, yeah, face. Yeah, she's got that slappable. She's so slappable. <laughs> she's so slappable. Uh, but he, his hand gets, his arm gets grabbed by Mike, who takes the blame for letting them stay there in the store. Hugh fires both of them on the spot and kicks them out of the store, and the two of them leave. Uh, and Mike just drives her home. And he cut to the elf who seems to be fondling either Brooke or Amy's dead body. I don't know which one it is at this point. It grabs one of the arms, raises its hand to its mouth, and inserts its several fingers into its gaping mouth. And this, like, so the elf is supposed to be eating the fingers, but because the it mouth just, can't it open close, so it just looks like it's fingering its mouth. Like, <laughs> it's like a mouth pussy. Just blah, 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 blah. Did you just say mouth pussy? Just fingering that mouth pussy? What is wrong with you? What? I didn't get that at all. And you went mouth pussy. Ugh. This is a Christmas episode, Marshall. Ugh. Mouth pussy. Uh, hashtag mouth pussy. Uh. So we jump to Mike, uh, Mike and Kirsten at Kirsten's house, trying to explain what happened to the mother. Yeah. So Mike says, "I'll take you back to your parents." Yeah. And she's like, "Well, you know, can't you take me somewhere else?" Like, "No, I think you should go home." Yeah. And once he takes her home, he's like, "Holy shit, your your folks are the worst." Yeah. Because of, of course the mother doesn't believe any of this and assumes that Kirsten is on drugs and spending her nights with older men, thinking that her and Mike are banging. banging. Yeah. The mom then calls the cops on Mike. Kirsten tells like, dude, just better just leave now. Just, just he he, he goes, I didn't think it to be this bad. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'll be back. Mike tells her that he's not giving up on finding out the truth about the elf and stuff, and he leaves. On his way out, he gets stopped by Grandpa. Oh, by the way, Mike's smoking. Still smoking. Still smoking. Uh, who wants to know what Mike saw. After Mike tells him about the troll. See, now he calls it a troll. Uh, Gramp says something to, about forces that will destroy Mike. And goes on to say that he will protect Kirsten, that Mike can't do anything, can't help him or just go home. Don't worry, man. She'll be fine. Yeah. I got this. So now Mike goes to track down the professor at the university. Back inside, Gramps orders Kirsten to go pack a bag because they're leaving. Grandpa tells her there are many things that he's done that he's, that he's and that he must teach her how to undo. 
So now, now we cut to Mike at the university's library where he finds Dr. Fitzgerald. He shows him the symbol. Now, this leads... now, was this the guy who wrote the original book of runes that he was talking about? Remember yes, how... the one he found. This is the author of the book he found at the public library. He just so conveniently, conveniently. happens to be in the same city or at least vicinity. Yes. Where he can go and, and talk to him. Yep. Like that. Like, just, just like that. Um. Also, uh, I do like he on the way in, he bumps into a student and like knocks the book out of her hands, and she lays in. She gets like add to it for smoking in the library again, <laughs> which he is smoking a lot. And he's of. like, oh, well, I'm, I'm really sorry too. Sorry, Mike's like a really polite guy. He's like, I'm really sorry about that. You know, I'm not, I did, I'm, but he doesn't put out a cigarette. He's just like, keep smoking it. Sorry, I'm smoking, but I really apologize. I just can't stop. Um. So yeah. The, the, this leads to a crazy fucking history lesson that includes the Bible and one other rather infamous group of people. But instead of telling you, I'm going to let you listen to this whole wackadoodle nonsense. It's a little long. It's a little long, but you ha- you got to listen to it all to understand. It kind of tries to explain what's going on. And um, so it's a pretty decent scene. As it's far not as bad. And Dr. Fitzgerald is kind of a fun little character. He's yeah. really kind of eccentric and weird. Um, but try to... Just take a listen and see if you can understand what they're saying. Dr. Fitzpatrick? Hey, yes. I'm Michael McGowan. Yeah. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Oh, please, take all the time you like. It's Christmas Eve. I only have my in-laws to look forward to if I go home. Oh, what do you need? What can you tell me about this? Oh. Now that's an obscure one. Yes. It's not Coptic, and it's not Phoenician. It's, uh... Not a room, actually. Although it does look like one. Let's see. Uh, how much do you know about your Bible, Mr. McGavin? I had one once. Genesis, chapter 6. Oh, do come along. Thank you. Noah and the ark. God is not pleased. It seems that the angels have been slipping down to the earth and begatting with the women. Plus, that thing with Eve and the apple is still sticking in his craw. God is fed up with the entire place and decides to do away with it. But at the last minute, he relents and thinks, now Noah, now there's a very fine fellow. Uh, yes, he's worth saving. I'll save him and his entire family. And since God has nothing against the animals, he commands Noah to take them into the ark with him. So what? So this. Now, among the creatures specified by God to be saved, it is said, the little creeping things. Now, are they insects? Maybe. A lizard, right? Wrong. No. Doc, do me a favor. What is the bottom line? Well, I'm telling you, the bottom line is the little creepy things are the little creatures that creep on two legs. Idiomatically, we call them elves. Elves? Yes, that symbol you showed me. It's attributed to the elves. Doc, wait a second. Hmm? Elves, ugly little creatures that stand about two feet tall. Oh, however they're supposed to look. Do you think that there could be an elf cult or a sect alive today that would be crazy enough to kill people? Oh, no. But about 50 years ago, there was a group that believed in elves that did one hell of a lot of killing. The Nazis. The Nazis? Mm-hmm. They believed in elves? Oh, yes. They believed in a lot of things. You know, if you could ignore their brutality, you'd have to say they were just a bunch of crackpots. Well, what in the hell were these Nazis going to do with these elves? I don't know. Oh, actually, Professor O'Connor. He is more up-to-date on the Nazis than I am, yes. Where could I find him now? Let's see, it's Christmas Eve. He should be home. Hmm, thank you. Well, I think that I've seen enough. Do you think that I'm a crackpot? Oh. Are you asking if I believe in elves? 
No, I don't. But God did. You've been a hell of a lot of help, Doc, in your one piece of work. Merry Christmas. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas. What? So... <laughs> that, that is kind of our um, explanation? That's a big dump. That's a big piece there's, of pie there's, there's to, a to lot digest. to unpack there. Yeah. So we have Jesus, Noah, elves. No, not Jesus. This is, this is Old well, Testament well, shit. Pardon me, God, Noah, elves, Nazis, Nazis wanting to resurrect elves. Yeah. Wow. Holy fucktards. Hey, wow. Yeah. So. That's a lot. It's unpack. a lot. And again, I just love the fact that both them are now smoking the library because Fitzgerald's smoking a pipe. And that's a long scene, so <laughs> I know it's long, so it's a lot of big, but you guys got you just gotta hear the whole thing to really understand like where this movie's going and trying to explain this shit. And they really do pack a lot in that short scene. Yeah, um, yeah, and I do love the Doctor. The Doctor's pretty. He's a fun character. He is a fun character. Doctor Fitzgerald is a is a pretty fun character. He's he's a good cat. Fun cat. So there you go, guys. Uh, the Ger- the Germans that are partying, having fun, you know, trying to get Kirsten to get laid, yeah? They are, uh, they are Nazis. Not fucking Nazis. And elves were in the Bible. Let's not forget that fact. The, Apparently elves are in the Bible. Well, as, as perceived as the creepy crawly things that were, you know, attributed to Noah. Yeah. So, yeah. Were they insects? Maybe. Were they <laughs> lizards? Nah. They were... Things that walked on two legs. So. Yes. At least that's the interpretation that the doctor has given. Oh, also during that scene, you can't see it in the audio, but Mike, uh, the doctor, Dr. Fitzgerald shows Mike a picture in a book of two elves raping a woman. That's in the book somewhere. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So Graham's, we go back to Graham, but meanwhile, he's pouring like a little, some water on his weird like crystal thing. And then places a tiny crucifix necklace he's, on the crystal. He's keeping it clean. And then places it in a box or something. Maybe well, holy water. Who knows? Ma- well, upstairs, Kirsten is packing a suitcase. In comes the mother, who says that she just got off the phone with the cops and turns out that Kirsten was right about her friends. Uh, you know, the whole story about her friends being yeah, killed. Yeah, it's like, I guess you were telling the truth, Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten runs over to give her mom yeah. a hug, this like is, embrace her. Oh, and she, the mom is still just standing there. We're going to yeah. stone cold with her arms folded, not embracing back. She's like, I'm so scared, mom. I want comfort and, and motherly love. And she's like, And it, it just doesn't so, move. Yeah, statue ass. She just, she turns on Kirsten there eventually. And Kirsten's like, I wish, you know what? I. Fuck it. I know we just played on a clip, but this is ins- this is <laughs> mom's a, insanity. Here's another crazy ass this clip. Is, yeah, this is the mom, and this is see if you can pick out these subtle nuclear level a bomb plot <laughs> twists that they drop in this. It's real subtle, but see if you can pick up on it. I just talked to the police. It seems you were telling me the truth about your friends. Mom, I've been so scared. I didn't know what was going on. I wish Dad were here. He'd know what to do. You remind me of your father. You're a lot like him. I am? You're attractive. You're bright. You're independent. Impulsive. Self-centered. Narcissistic. And I know exactly what's been going on. You and your friends, you were where you weren't supposed to be. Oh, sure, it might not have been your fault, Kirsten. But it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't been there. 
Don't look away from me when I'm talking to you. Why are you packing? Where do you think you're going? Grandfather said I was in Grandfather! Trouble. Shut up about your grandfather. He's a total incompetent. Why do you hate everyone? Why do you hate me so much? I wish you were dead and Dad was still alive. Dad? Dad? You want to talk to Dad? Go down to the study and talk to him. When are you saying Dad's dead? Dad is in the study. Grandfather is in the study. Your father isn't dead. The man in the study is your grandfather. And your father! What the fucking shit is that? Bum, bum, bum. What? What? That so, man is your grandfather and your father. What kind of dark, weird-ass, ancestral Darth Vader moment is this? Like, Grandpa is also her father. We're still trying to unpack Nazis. Yes, we exactly. We just came off of Nazi elves shit. And now we go straight, like a hard left turn into what the fucksville with Grandpa is your dad. And your grandfather. Yo! And at the very end of the clip, you hear someone go, ah! You, you hear, like, the mother yell. That's because the mother just loses it and, like, fucking attacks, like, tackles Kirsten. But then the scene just cuts off and that's it. You don't see what happens. It's right. It's so weird. That so the mother like, full-on attacks her own daughter and they just cut away from it, like... Nothing to see here, guys. It's like they had like a scene in mind. They go, wait, no, 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 no. We're just going to stop, stop. Stop it right there. But they didn't cut it soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> like the editor was like, huh? Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. That, like, that is such a, like this movie has you on a roller coaster of oh, man. craziness. And now it makes me go, oh, yeah. And now that's why mom is such damaged fucking goods. Yeah. It kind of explains some of it, but still. It's, it's, it, I don't sympathize with her, but I'm like. Well, that explains why she's so fucking broke. It also made me wonder, who the fuck is the brother's dad then? Is that also Grandpa, oh. or is it, or did Mom like get laid by somebody else later and finally get yeah. a real have a real kid or not, not a real kid, but you know what I mean? Like, no, you're legit. right. You're right. The first time, you're right. The first <laughs> like, time. Like, yeah, I mean, not a fucking incest. Bond. Yeah, like who's who's the, the brother's dad? Oof. So. Anyway, now we jump back to Mike committing a home invasion at Professor O'Connor's house where <laughs> O'Connor is sitting at the dining room table. <laughs> I love this scene. He's just he's sitting at the dining room table enjoying a fancy Christmas Eve dinner with his family and Mike is like bum rushes way past the Mexican non-English speaking housemaid. And then demands that O'Connor explain to him more about the Nazis and talk, the elves. Talk to me. Tell, hey, hey, I understand that you're having... I'm sorry I'm budging in. I'm sorry I'm, like, interrupting your Christmas Eve. But you just got to tell me about the elves and the Nazis. Just tell me as he's smoking. As he's smoking. As he's smoking. Which I, I meant to say, but again... And it's like... During, it's, I just want to go back to the shoot. During that shootout, he's smoking the whole time. The cigarette never leaves his mouth. It never falls. Grizzly Adams bursts into this guy's house on yeah. Christmas Eve and demands to talk about elves and Nazis as he's chain-smoking. Okay, yeah. Wrap your head around that one. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, eventually, O'Connor's like, all right, fine. He tells him that there are two schools of thought when it comes to the Nazis and the elves. One is that the Nazis wanted to use them as small assassination squads because they are small, vicious, 
eat anything, have magical powers, and can't be killed. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Great right there. They can't be killed. So, and then there's theory number two, which is the one that O'Connor seems to prefer and like better. This one gets fucking weird, too. This is that the elves were a genetic engineering experiment. Each elf was to house some sort of special super sperm and would produce the master race that would also have magical powers and couldn't be hurt or killed. They would have the elves mate with their selected perfect human specimen who would also have to be a virgin at midnight on Christmas Eve to produce the master race which would eventually go on to rule the world. Sure. What the shit, man? Where does Christmas Eve come into exactly. this? Exactly. Like, what? The, yeah, that's he just of, drops that. He just puts that little nugget right down exactly. there. I thought the same thing. Like, all the okay, okay, but not like oh, we, we, it's like they forgot. Like, oh shit, this is a Christmas movie. Let's. <laughs> well, how do we wrap yeah. Christmas back into this? Uh, uh, okay, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Like, we were like never. I think like movie that concerned about Nazi lore and science. You've never even said, oh, they're big into Christmas time. I'm sure do you love Yuletide cheer. Yeah, like Christmas was a big thing for the Nazis. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, and then, Grizzly Whoa. Adams, you know, Mike's like, oh, shit, Christmas Eve is tonight. And he's like, oh, thanks, bro, bro, prof, I'm out of here. And, thanks, he's, Doc. and he just turns and leaves. And he's like, leaving the present. He's like, what the fuck? Okay. And, and he's, he's just gone. He's just gone. So Mike leaves out, drives I, I, off. I love that scene. I love a, that it's scene. It's a crazy scene when you really start to think about it. Uh, so Mike's driving off, he's driving away, and this time he's being followed by Ponytail. By Skullet, yeah. Uh, we go back to Kirsten, who's sitting in the study while Grandpa tries to explain everything to her, saying that he is no longer proud of what he did. Meanwhile, Mom is upstairs getting ready to take a bath. He tells Kirsten that she... <laughs> Jesus Christ. He tells Kirsten that he drugged her mother and basically, and she was unconscious when he raped her because he didn't want to hurt her and that he took no pleasure in it, but had to do it so the mother could produce Kristen. So Kristen would become the perfect female line. So you're telling me what? you're trying to make the pure genetic uh, race. You, yeah. this, you, this is your vessel. Yeah. And he do that through incest and you, you crippled old man. That's the exact opposite are... of perfection. That's how you fuck up family life. Yes. It's inset. No, you, you're supposed to find, ideally, complete opposites. You know, the yin and yang. I mean, you're, you're like, think of like a, a, a studly black guy with like a, a, a like a, a, a beautiful, like blonde girl. Like that would be like, you want to mix them because they're completely different on the end of the spectrum. Right, that would be true, but true, instead, but not, well, it does make sense. A Nazi, yeah. Well, they were all about the white race, about the, yeah. the, the, the purity the, of, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense for that perspective. But sure. Yeah. Well, then, okay. Well, that's but just, still, the, not the incest part. Sure. <laughs> then you'd, you'd want to have a fucking fit like Arnold Schwarzenegger type, you know, yes. cat with you know some fucking Bridget Heidi Nielsen. Kuhn. Yeah, Heidi Klum, Bridget Nielsen, yeah. the six foot two, you know, whatever. You know, that would be the way to do it. Yeah. Instead. Crippled old grandpa decides to but also, drug like, he tries and to rape. Explain himself. He's like, yeah. like, I raped her, but you know what? I drugged her first, and she was unconscious. Don't I didn't do, want to hurt her. Don't worry. But I had to rape her anyway. Don't worry. 
Like, what the fuck, Grandpa? And when we Jesus see Christ. when we see Mom preparing to take a bath. Oh, she's losing it. She's listening to Ode to Joy, yes. the classical piece. Yeah. As she's putting on lipstick and she just starts smearing it on heavier yeah. and heavier. Like a real like fatal attraction. It's getting, movie real, or something it's like getting real messy and like getting on the side of her mouth and she starts smearing the lipstick on the mirror. Yeah. She's fucking losing it. She is lo- yeah. Um, so at this point, Christian freaks out and tries to run away, but grandpa grabs her and pleads with her not to go telling her Christian that she's the, that she, she keeps saying to her, you're perfect. You're perfect. I love you. I love you. Which just sounds even more horribly creepy. Cause in fact, what we've just learned about grandpa. It's not going to be terrible. I'm not going to convince you. No. <laughs> not anything's going to make her want to get out of there faster. faster. Holy shit. Because it does sound like Grandpa wants to rape her now. That is like, you're perfect. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I just need a little blue pill. Uh, yes. <laughs> Kristen breaks free of the grip and runs off. And he, she and she ends up bumping into her brother. And we go from there. Okay. Um, we cut back to Mike driving and being followed by Ponytail. Uh, Mike, who's been smoking this whole time, goes to light another cigarette. Yeah, with with, with the with the car, the, the old car lighter, the old car lighter. Yeah, the old the old car cigarette lighter. But the cigarette lighter isn't working, so he bangs on the dashboard, which I guess is supposed to make it work in his logic. In this, yeah, this well, thing. hey, you know, you bang on things in the eighties. Yeah, like works. TVs. Yeah. Always, uh, or like you know, fines banging on the uh, jukebox. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get it to work, but something else drops Whoa, out. Oh, but by banging on it, it causes a fucking. Bundle <laughs> of fucking dynamite to fall out from under his chest. Just drops board. down into his lap, basically. <laughs> boop, here it and is. It's like, oh shit. shit. So Mike jumps out of his moving but car. He, he grabs, he's holding it in his hand. He's holding it in his hand. And he's like, oh shit, a bundle of dynamite. <laughs> Do you want to throw it out the window? That get makes rid of sense. It? And nope. drive away. He decides to fucking jump out of the because car. Because you can drive faster than you can ro- roll. <laughs> anyway, he thro- yeah, he jumps out of his moving car, which then swerves off the road and explodes in like someone's backyard. Dude. <laughs> Ba-boom. It, yeah, it's it's this giant boat of a car. It is. And he jumps boat. out, and the car just kind of rolls for a good three or four seconds yeah. until just explodes. Ponytail, <laughs> Ponytail pulls up to the flaming wreckage, gets out to have a look. Mike comes running over from out of fucking nowhere, attacks Ponytail, beats the shit out of Just him. Just beats the brakes off this guy. While trying to interrogate him. But every punch, he like, I'm like, okay, you hit him once and you got him down. And Because Mike's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. This guy's real skinny. He's a real, slim, yeah. slim guy. And the first punch, I'm like, shit, he probably knocked him out. But he's like still with it. He's like, okay, who who sent you? Who are you? Where are you? And, and these punches, and like this, not only like is the way he's throwing it looks truly like he's knocking the shit out of him, but also the sound effect they're using, it's like, wonk, you know, like like a real big hit. Where, where'd you come from? Wonk. What are you doing here? Boom. He's like Hulk in the Hulkbuster Iron Man yeah. suit fight. They did yeah. like that little yes. punches. Yes, And he's like, how many teeth you got? Wham. Well, how got many teeth now. you got now? It's like, but the whole time, Ponytail never says a word. And then in true crazy cult fashion, 
just bites out on a fucking cyanide tablet and kills himself. Or Mike was punching him so fucking hard, he gave him a goddamn seizure and killed him. I don't know, but you just see, like, yeah, you see, I, I, you see the, yeah. yeah he, he ate a cyanide tablet, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's so much of a man, he just beat his brain into complete mush, and it caused him to spasm and die. After uh, Pointeo dies, Mike takes a pin off Pointeo's coat, and it's the shape of the symbol we've seen throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but what I kind of found funny about this whole scene, in, in my head, that like you, like, you punched him uh, into a seizure, I thought it was funny that Mike, the whole time, Mike's being, Mike never sees Pointeo following him. He never knows he's being followed. And Pointeo just pulls up, and he just attacks the dude. For all he knows, it could just been an innocent bystander pulling over to, like, try to help out with the wreckage. Hey, hey buddy, you hey, okay? Hey, okay? Wham! Who are you? Wham! Wham! And just beats the shit out of this guy. Beats the brakes off him. <laughs> so we go back to the mother who's in the bathtub, and we also see the elf is inside the house now. Kirsten is in her home with her brother as well. Mike's driving back to Kirsten's house, and we see the mom... Looking like she's like getting off, or like having organs from like wiping a washcloth over her face. She's like euphoric, but just wiping this cloth over her face. It's been a hectic day, Marshall. <laughs> it has. Calgon, take me away. You know, she... she's just gotta like bathe it out. Now, when she gets in the tub, we did not mention we do get some butt. You do, you do get and some butt, some side her, boob. Her body is perfectly tanned. Yeah. No, tan no tan lines. lines from fucking head to toe. No tan lines. Yep. Mom keeps it tight. Mom does keep it tight. <laughs> Mom's body is, is banging. banging. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was a sex robot. Yeah. That is true. She gold, was a, a, a bikini sex robot. Bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyway, she gets done like her with her washcloth orgasm or whatever, and she looks up and sees the elf standing next to the tub, looking at her. The elf. Tosses the radio into the tub, electrocuting her to death. During her death scene, you do see like full frontal nudity of the mom as she spasms and twitches around in the tub. While the elf kind of like, stands behind the tub, looking like he's headbanging. He just... <laughs> and you can tell it's so bad. Like, it's just such a bad pub. And just from like like mid, like mid peck up. Yeah. It's like all they have is just like the head of this thing, the head and shoulders. And it's just back there going, bam, like it's like it's head it looks like it's fucking head banging and she's thrashing around getting electrocuted. And she's thrashing around, yeah, you would see some bad shot. Yeah. Like if you're if you really look hard. If you really look I'm looking. Yeah. Because I'm like I'm like, is she wearing she's not wearing any paint she's not wearing any panties or anything. From an eighties, there's not bush there either. Not she much. was ahead of her time with, with the trimming. Mom keeps it tight. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's like your sign-off, baby. She keeps it, it tight. Yeah, she does. <laughs> uh, Mike gathers Kristen and her brother and escorts them downstairs uh, to, uh, to get them out of there. Oh, I totally, I totally fucking skipped ahead. So Mike arrives at the house as the power goes off. He rushes inside, finds Christian, who's still calling him Santa at this point, even though they've had many interactions. And he's yeah, but she, the- she even said well, there was a scene where she's like, "Just call me Mike," and she goes, "Look, I'm just I, I feel better just calling you Santa." Yeah, okay. she's like, "Look, I'm just gonna keep calling you Santa." I missed that. You must have missed. Uh, yeah. it's when they're after the shootout, and he's walking her back to the car before he takes her home. Yeah, after the shootout, she's like, "Yeah," she, he, goes, I, I, he goes, "Just call me Mike." He's like, "If it's all well and the same, I just want to keep." Calling I missed you Santa. that line because yeah. I remember that conversation. They're yeah. walking out and yeah. like, blah blah blah. Uh, I just missed that part. So anyway, um, 
Mike goes into the bathroom and sees the mother dead in the tub. As the kids are with her. And the weird symbol has been drawn on the, the side, side of, the tub of the tub in blood, which is weird because there's no blood. Like, where'd the blood come from? The mom isn't bleeding. Like, like, <laughs> Aaron's making like a, like, like a, I guess he didn't want to say it, but he's making like a, uh, uh, he's, he's fucking the V of his finger with another finger. So I'm guessing he's saying the elf finger blasted the mom till she bled and then got the vag blood. You said it, not me. Yeah, but you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, but the funny thing is like, as he's going up to the bed, that, that bathroom, all the power is off this place. But you see, like, like a strobe, like flashing, like, like flashing, like coming yeah, from the there's, bathroom. There's still like a, a so, like, the electric shock. Yeah, so it's like it's supposed to be like the electricity coming off the radio in the tub. But if there's no power, there shouldn't be any flashing lights because the radio would no longer have any power going to it. So there would be no electricity in the tub. Fine. <laughs> Mike gathers Christian and her brother, escorts him down the stairs to get them out of the house. There we are. Now we're caught up. But he gets get caught off by Gramps, who tells him that they have to stay because the elf will keep following them. And that Grandpa has to show her how to stop it, which completely contradicts what they were doing earlier. Because he's like, pack a bag, we're leaving. Yeah, yeah. So and, what? And, and also, apparently, tonight's just the night. So get away for tonight. Run away for tonight. And then... Yeah, as long know, as you get... Once you get to yeah, 1201, you should fine. be fine. Yeah. Ugh. So, uh... Uh, what am I saying? Thank you, Aaron. Hand me another beer. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Because the elf will keep following. Grandpa has to show how to stop it. He also tells Mike that the Nazis that are after them won't hurt Kirsten, that they want to protect her so she can fulfill her prophecy. Yeah, we just want to protect her, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> We're totally cool. We're down. We're like the clown. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> um, anyway, this scene goes on for a while. For And I just... Grandpa comes clean about everything, openly admits to fucking his own daughter to produce Kirsten so the elf would mate with her. He also says that the weird symbol is actually the original Nazi symbol before the swastika. His rant continues telling Mike that if he is alive tomorrow, if Mike is alive tomorrow, that he, he should read the book of Revelations in the Bible. And then Gramps explains that Christian is the daughter of Elysium and that she will give birth to the son of Elysium, who is the Antichrist. Ugh. What? What is that? So now we have the Antichrist in amongst us. So we have elves, Nazis giving birth to what is supposed to be like the pure, perfect, the pure race, the mass race. But also the mass race is also the Antichrist. What? There's so much going on in this lore, in this plotline, that it's insane. It's too much. It's too much. And the whole time Grizzly Adams is just like, all right, man, whatever. Let's just get out of here. The whole it time is- Grizzly Adams <laughs> never shows any... Surprise, fear, stun, like what the fuck are you talking about? Doubt, disbelief. He just even he's just smoking his cigarettes, like, yeah, man, all right, we gotta get her out of here. All we right, gotta, well, we gotta take care we, of business. We gotta put a stop to this, all right? Let's do that. It's he's very almost McConaughey before McConaughey was McConaughey. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. He's just too cool. He's too, he's too cool. What the shit is going on? So Gramps insists on showing them and tells Mike to hand him Christian's sketchbook. Grandpa opens it up to the picture of the version of Christmas that we saw at the very beginning of with the film. With swastika titties. So the naked, with the weird black bars on the tits. Grandpa takes a pencil and connects the lines to each of the weird black bars. And now, as Aaron just kind of gave it away, 
they turn into swastikas. Marshall rolled his eyes so hard at me. Like, I'm like, dude, am I really ruining everything for you? Yeah, because I, I love how, like, you have these things planned and never tell me. So I'm like, yeah, this happened. He's well, like, I did. God damn it. You ruined it. I'm I like, just I tell have, me. I tell me. I did think I have to tell you not to spoil something when we're coming. It's a kind of a big reveal. It's not that big a reveal already. Well, uh, fine. Ah. Whatever. The titties are swastikas. Boom. Done. Grandpa uh, then goes over to his crystal, which he now calls the Elf Stone, which, by the way, is a very original name, writers. But uh, Elf Stone. The Elf Stone. But before he can do anything with it, in comes the Nazi leader dude and his giant minion. Mike gets to drop on the leader, bashes him over the, over the back with something. This leads to a clunky fight scene during which Mike tells Kirsten to get her brother and get out of here. And Mike just starts beating ass. Oh, excuse me. Which she does not do, by the way. No. Kirsten, instead, she stands there like a dummy. Just watching. Watching. Eventually, Grandpa pulls out his Luger pistol again and orders everyone to stop. He shoots. The giant starts to make his way toward him. So he shoots the giant twice in the stomach. But the fucking giant barely even flinches at this. The giant grabs the gun out of Grandpa's hands and just tosses Grandpa out of his wheelchair down to the floor. But then he's like, oh, I got tummy. I no, got not done. yet. Not oh, yet. Are you sure? The leader, yes. The leader steps up. Oh, I'll just about. It's funny because he had, he had to wait for this part. The leader walks up, takes the gun from the giant. Then the giant's like, oh, oh. my tum-tum, and falls over dead. You ruined my joke, Marshall. Yeah, I'm fuck? sorry. Yeah. Get it. Fuck you. Yeah. See how it feels? See how it feels when you ruin jokes? Yeah. How does it feel? You ruined jokes. You ruined jokes. You ruined jokes. You ruined jokes. You do it all the time. <laughs> you, you fucking never say anything. <laughs> sure, this is good audio for everybody to listen to us. Anyway, so <laughs> the giant takes two bullets to the stomach and it's going to be fine until the, takes the, gun, the leader takes the gun away. Then he falls over dead. Um, Semantics. The leader looks down at Grandpa and says, now that hell is full, I wonder where you will go. With that, he shoots and kills Grandpa. Mike tackles the leader to the floor, yelling at Christian to fucking run. And then he starts, like, mollywhopping the, the leader, leader again, just pounding him, The Christian him. finally runs off with her brother at this point. Finally. They run out of the woods as Mike continues to punch, mollywop and punch the shit out of the Nazi he leader, is, dude. Yeah. Nazi, or not sorry, Mike reaches over for the Luger, but uh-oh, Giant sits back up a bit. He's still alive. <laughs> and he's got and the he, gun. He's got the gun in his hand. And he shoots Mike with it pretty much point blank right range. In the, like in the side. Right as bam. <laughs> and then he dies again. So then Giant dies again. Nazi there gets up. Kind of dusts himself off and just looks, goes. Looks, just looks at the carnage. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, I'm okay, guys. Cool. Avita Zane. Uh, and then he, he, he goes outside. Gets in his Jeep and goes off-roading to chase after Kirsten. <laughs> But he's not used. He's used to the autobahn. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not used to the back he roads. He comes to a tiny, <laughs> tiny little hill. He's not used to the back roads of Colorado. No, yeah, it's not even a road. But yeah, he comes to a tiny little hill, and the jeep just flips over. Just flies off the little hill. It doesn't fly. It rolls. It's kind. Of, it kind of just rolls on the and just so, flips over. It's so funny. It's almost like a like a slinky going down the stairs. It just kind of. Doop. <laughs> 
Tipped it right made, over. It made me wonder if this was an accident. Like, yeah. if this was unintentional. Yeah, I mean, like, like we should to see, keep it We in. should see you speeding away and towards towards the woods where they ran. Yeah. But he, like, turns like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, rolls on the hill. like, just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Like, oh, we'll keep it in there. Because it's the worst. It just looks so accidental. Yeah, it, it's the, it's, it does look accidental. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. I, like, it, it's so unimpressive. It's one of the most least impressive crashes we've ever seen. And there's no reason for like, there's really no there's reason, no reason. for it just to None. tip over like that. There's None. no explosion afterwards. Either. It just tips over. And the guy climbs up. And, like, yeah, oh, and, and, and matter of fact, the Nazi just climbs right out like Oh boy, this is bad. Climbs up, hops down, and just walks off completely fine. Okay, um triple A. <laughs> <laughs> just, dude, just Cause Tall Truck Tina. That is a deep cut <laughs> reference for those of you who probably never get it. But man, that is that is a uh, if if I remember correctly, that's Sleepaway Camp. No, home movies, the home, cartoon home movies. Running season with the elk. Coach McGurk's oh, car breaks down. They yeah. call Tow Truck Tina. They're like the bombshell that's right. calendar pinup girl tow truck dude that is girl. that is a deep deep cut oh. no one's gonna get that one apparently neither did Aaron I thought he would get it at least I but. thought maybe it was in, in sleepaway camp 3 the hitchhiker gets picked up by a chick and at the end you know uh, she's like howdy partner after she kills oh. uh, kills the gal, gal who picks her up I, yeah, I don't know. I was going to whole movies. Deep cut there. Anyway, going ruin the flow of the movie right now. But anyway, um, so Chris and her brother end up at the exact same spot in the woods where she and her friends were at the beginning of the movie. So we're back Just to this. Magically, we're like, oh, this, look, we're right back here. The same spot. Exact same spot. Serendipitous. She even spots the hole in the ground where the elf came out of. At least I assume that's what the hole is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. Up comes a Nazi leader talking to her about feeling the magic of this place. Because everybody knows Colorado is so magical. It's druids and not, it's long, a long history of magical energies in Colorado. Not Stonehenge or anything. They do have pretty sweet frisbee golf courses. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty magical when you're looking at the Rockies stoned off your fucking gourd. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Playing frisbee golf. Not that's a magical weed out there, I guess. But not, not that anybody here has done that. No, before. not, no, not no. anybody. Um, Christian backs up a few steps and then she falls, she steps into the hole which I guess she twists her ankle, but this causes her legs to cease to function for just, the rest of the movie. Just not work. Just not work. She is now paralyzed from the waist down Gone. after stepping into a hole. Nazi leader goes to help her, but she's like struggling to get away. And he turns into like gr- creepy grandpa here. Cause he's like, hey. hey, I would never hurt you. I love you. I love you more than anything. I can't. I, my accent sucks. I love you more than German chocolate cake. Yeah. More than. Uh, I love you more than fast beans and Audubon. From schnitzel and, and noodles and then. And Becks. Yeah. Becks. <laughs> um, so we hear a gunshot ring out now. Just boom. And the Nazi leader kind of falls over dead. And he, he turns to look. Yeah. Well, Kirsten also looks over and sees leaning out from behind a tree. What we see is, and I bet all you guys listening home out there thinking, oh, it's got to be the brother, right? Or maybe, maybe, maybe Mike. Mike. That maybe would make Mike. sense. Yeah. But you would be fucking wrong nope. because it's the goddamn motherfucking elf holding the Luger. Sure. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, goddamn it. So the brother rushes up to Christian now trying to pull her away and say, come on, we got to get out of here. But of course the legs don't work. Yeah, like I said, Christian's legs don't work anymore. 
um, after twisting her ankle. So she tells the brother to go back to the house to get the crystal from the study and bring it back. And so the brother runs off. The elf slowly approaches Kirsten, who's tossing handfuls of dirt at her. Like, that's going to do it. Like, just, ew, here's some dirt in your face. During this scene. Okay. When she's throwing dirt at the creature coming at her. Mm-hmm. You know, it, obviously, we already mentioned it's a static puppet. You know, his yeah. eyes move a little bit. But it's it's essentially static. Yeah. She's throwing dirt at it. And its little hands are up. Yeah. Like, almost like fucking T-Rex hands. Yes. And the hands are out. And she throws dirt. It hits one of the hands. And it goes, wobble, 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 wobble. <laughs> The dirt, she throws the dirt, it hits the hand, and you see it going, just like flapping up and down. And I'm like, oh, that looks so. Yeah, you think you cut that one out. Just like, do a take two, guys. But the hands, do a take the two. Hands, the hands aren't firm. No, the hands not. are made of just like like loose like rubber. Gelatin. They're like, yeah, they're like So gelatin. when it gets hit with the, the fucking dirt, it just flops up and down. <laughs> oh, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that was your point? That's it. So the elf slowly approaches Kirsten. Uh, like I said, dog's nerd. But the elf gets up to her, but then he gets distracted by a cockroach, which he grabs and eats. Because, sure, hey, why not throw that in the mix right now for no reason? You gotta get the banging. You gotta power up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta power gotta, up first. You gotta, you you gotta, gotta get, get that protein. You gotta fuel like a champion. That's pure protein right there, <laughs> them cockroaches. So the brother gets back to the house, steps over all the dead bodies that are in the study. And he, but he gets grabbed by Mike, who's still hanging on and smoking. <laughs> Mike, kid, <laughs> take this, take this. Your sister needs it. Mike, give me another pack of camels while you're out. I'm running low. <laughs> I only got 90 <laughs> cigarettes left. I won't last 20 minutes. <laughs> Mike gives him the crystal and sends the brother back out on his way. We go back to Kirsten, who at this point at this point is sitting on the ground, leaning up against a tree. The elf is just standing there next like to her, caressing her face. And, at yeah, times just standing and, like, there looking at her, kind of, kind of, kind of, ever, ever, ever so slowly. Yeah, like making his way towards her. It's like he's in quicksand or slow motion. She looks a little creeped out, and he's getting a little, a little bit closer. It's weird. It, it almost looks like he's just hanging out next to her. Yeah, that's why he's just. But hanging it's like out he's kind of moving in on her. Uh, the elf just. Uh, Maybe the, the, it's the like brother su- gets back. He, his he, he seduction runs back. dance. Yeah, <laughs> his mating ritual. Uh, the brother gets back. Chris is like, "Hey, hey, hey! Bring me Chris, but just walk slowly. It's okay. He's not gonna hurt me. Just bring his here slowly." And so he's bro- in a horny trance. Yeah. Uh, so the brother, uh, he gives her the crystal, and she says that Grandpa told her that she would know what to do with it. That it was inside her. The knowledge was inside oh, of her. God. She has visions of her drawing, the drawing of the Virgin of Christmas in her head, showing us the Christmas Virgin holding a goblet in her hand, which the connection, which what happened, I never make this connection is what happens here. Nope. No connection. Why they focus on this goblet based on what's about to happen. Kirsten, Kirsten then starts to crawl across the ground using her hands and elbows because her legs don't fucking work. And the elf just slowly walks Beside alongside her, her. like escorting her, like a fucking escort quest just slowly walks beside her not doing anything she crawls over to the hole in the ground i think she yells out die you faggot yes she does and then in slow motion she throws the crystal into the hole which then fucking explodes what 
And now the special effects or the cinema filters that they use here make it really fucking hard to tell what's happening. All you can tell is she rolls away from the hole and then crawls away from the elf who seems to start melting and with smoke billowing out from its mouth. I mean, seriously, these effects make it so impossible to tell what's happening. It just it, looked like he took a huge bong rip and it's just... It's not even just bong. It's like... If you're on LSD, <laughs> bong, and crackers, I don't know. It's insane. But it, it, it everything shakes and shimmies. It's, visual, and it just, it, it's, it's, it's blurry. Vi- it's a blurry it's visual, mess. Visual vomit. Yeah, it's a blurry visual vomiting mess. Thank you. Um, eventually, the the screen eventually goes white. It just goes white, and we it comes back on a close up of Kirsten. Kirsten, God damn it! As the camera zooms out, we see her. She's holding on to her brother. And we see the two of them are still in the woods, which now looks like it's completely burned Burned. down, burned to the ground. And Kirsten looks up and says, it's snowing. Sure, that's not ash. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Then it crossfades to black. And we see a glowing elf fetus floating in like a black void. Roll the credits. As a heartbeat. As as we hear heartbeats. What the fuck? What the shit just happened? And I'm like, did, did did the fucking elf, did the elf, like, fuck Christian while she was waiting for her brother to get back with the crystal? Because I don't know what else would happen. That's my theory. Like, while he was gone, he raped her. He banged her. And that's why when he was gently caressing her cheek, that was their poised coital bliss moment. That was their cuddle moment. And that's why she was like, because she was like, I just got raped by an elf. What the fuck else am I got left going on? <laughs> I don't know why else would there be a fetus there. This what is happening? That's the end of this movie. Holy fuck, guys! I mean, we don't know how elves make love, Marshall. <sighs> he very well could have just gently caressed her and been like, "Boom!" He's pregnant. got he's got penis fingers. The sperm come out through his fingers. Boom! You're pregnant. Boom! <laughs> Boom! But how about that? How about that way of killing the elf? How about that? How you just, about you, that? You army crawl over to a hole as he escorts you over. Yeah. Right? He, like, what you doing, girl? What you doing? Yeah. You, what, are you going to go over to that uh, that hole right there? That's cool. Well, what well, you doing? With the elf stone in your hand? I can clearly see the elf stone. And then she calls him a faggot. Yeah. <laughs> Die, <laughs> Die, you faggot. faggot. Gotta love the 80s, though. <laughs> Throws the elf stone, original name, into the hole, causing an explosion. Thus killing. Chaos. It just chaos proceeds after that. Just what the fuck happens? Now, would it have worked without the uh, homophobic slur? I don't know. Maybe that was like the magic word. Like ever. <laughs> Grandpa would. She said, I would know. I got to call this guy. I just feel. Back. I just feel it in my gut. Like, yeah. It just feels right. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Fucking Nazi bitch. <laughs> All right. So that that's the insanity of elves, guys. That's elves. Elves, let's move on to our favorite kill. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. Aaron, what do you got Jesus this week? I think I know Christ. what it's going to be, but you make it official. I, I, you know what? Maybe what? I don't know, but apparently I might be wrong. But... You, you might be. Uh, my favorite kill is uh, the chick who gets killed in the elevator with her with her lingerie. Really? Because she just comes running in there. She's like, I don't know who you guys are. It's like, hey, girl, what's up? We want to party with you. Where are you from? Where you come from? You don't want to tell us? Oh, she's no fun. Just kill her. Boom. And just gone. And I was like, just like that. Just, I'm like, holy shit, they just killed her for that? It's like, she, she didn't even get like, 
up to the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, all in a matter of, like, seconds, she's dead. Yeah. That was my favorite kill. Because I was like, they're going <laughs> to hold her hostage. They're going to do something. No, 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 shit, they killed her? <laughs> Holy shit, these guys mean business. Wow. I thought for sure you were going to say uh, Coquette Santa. You know what? I thought about that, too, but I liked Coquette Santa. I didn't yeah, want to see him don't like his kill. Poor but... guy. I didn't. Yeah, but no, my favorite kill was Lingerie Girl in the Elevator. Amy, okay. That was, that was my favorite kill. Wow. Because that was Cocaine Santa. You expected him to die. Yeah. It girl did lingerie who just, it, she didn't even have time to fucking breathe. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh my God, there's guys with guns. Where you come from? I don't know. Bam. <laughs> Bitch didn't have a chance. Um, it was it was a little sh- it, it, it had me shook. Marshall. It had you shook. It had me shook. Wow. I was like, damn, these Germans mean business. Um, my favorite kill is the cat. I, oh, hate, I hate that fucking cat. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that was my least oh, favorite kill. That cat should have lived. Yeah. Um, it could be. It's either by the mom because she's a terrible person. Oh, to she die, was horrible. And yeah. you get to see like full frontal nudity during it, so that's right. always a plus. But uh, then my favorite still give me crackhead Santa, cokehead Santa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just stab repeatedly in the junk until he dies. But I, just, I just wish with. the guy got a chance to rail a few lines before he got stabbed. <laughs> He's end on a high, right? <laughs> Literally end on a high. Uh, so, all right, there's our favorite kills this week. Let's move on to the odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Alright, I am ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.1 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Ron Tomatoes, there is no official Tomato score, but it has a 30% audience score, which nice. is a little higher than I thought it would be. And Amazon, it is not even on Amazon. Huh. It's not on Amazon. There's no Amazon score. Plot keywords. 76 plot keywords. Uh, I wrote down several of them. Uh, so Aaron, if you would like to, uh, take a guess. Okay. Well, I'm guessing Nazi elf. Uh, no, okay. Yeah. Nazi cult. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cocaine Santa. No, I wish. Oh, darn. Um, mom electrocuted in tub. Uh, um, I think there's a tub. There's a tub. Yeah, okay. Um, right yeah. Well, I, obviously you, you want the, I'll tell you the last three of the last four, the, I scroll all the way down to the bottom. The last three, last four. That's when you finally got the Christmas ones. <laughs> they were an afterthought. <laughs> but I wrote down, and again, people who like would look these up worry me. Father-daughter incest. Yeah. Attempted rape. Incestuous rape. Monster rape. Perverted boy. <laughs> Nazi cult. Evil grandfather. Fetish, which I'm not sure where the fetish is unless they're talking about rape as a, or incest as a fetish. Mm. Again, scares me. Or, uh, you know... Mouth pussy. Mouth pussy. Yeah, maybe he, maybe the maybe he had a fetish for fingers. Yes, may, maybe. Finger you're right. Oh, you're, yeah. yeah. Um, this is the second time we've seen this. I still don't know what this means, and we I I need to look this up. Psychotronic film. Well, not that long ago, we had that as another Yeah. Psychotronic. Yeah, exactly. I think Sarah Samples was on the episode. That might have been uh October Blood. Then I think it might have been it. Yeah. Um. Female nudity and female frontal nudity were the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a bunch of, like, minor ones, but yeah. All right, moving on to trivia. I don't have anything other than that was filmed and takes place in Colorado Springs, which we already talked about. Budget, unfortunately, again, couldn't find the budget for uh-huh. this movie. Um, I can't... I, I don't even imagine what this the budget with this would have been. You know what? I bet it was a little higher than, than we would have given a credit. They blew up a car... And then when they showed the scene where they were like punching, the, when he was punching Skullet out, or the guy with the ponytail, 
They were at the scene where the car had already exploded. So they had to blow up the car, be like, okay, it's safe. Roll. Keep rolling, baby. And like had to yeah, fight Yeah, but you don't scene. really see the fire in the background you, or anything. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because he stands up and he's the car is in flames right behind him. Right. It's it's pretty impressive. I meant during the punch scene because it's a close Okay, shit. maybe not during the punch, but during that scene, it's still like right by the flaming right. car. <laughs> Uh, you also the shootout in the mall in a big store like that. There, there's it's, yeah, it's, but it's only one little section of the store that the shootout. Regardless, happens. I mean, it's still gonna cost a little bit of money. Uh, there's several locations, it and may the, have been, the credits go on forever. There's, it, there's a there's lot like a of five people. minute credits. There's sequence. a lot of people who worked on. Yeah, this. but it's also eighties. I would maybe seven fifty, seven hundred fifty thousand. Maybe, but man, it just seemed. It seemed but the animatronics aren't good. No, like, no, but, but I mean, they still might. Have, they still had to make money to make it. I get, but there's no big, real big actors in it. I mean, yeah, you're right. So, they probably saved on the actors because they were there weren't anybody that's of, of name. But, but man, it just, say, it, yeah, it just seemed a little. Million. Oh, Grizzly Adams, man. Grizzly Adams, and this yeah. is Grizzly Adams in the eighties, late eighties, but yeah. But still, whatever. I don't know. I I, I don't know. That that was my guess. Um, so let's let, let's move on to five star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five star reviews. All right. Now, like I said, it's not on Amazon, so I don't have any five star reviews for Amazon to work with. So I went to IMDb. I and hope you picked out the short ones. I, yeah, that's I, the thing. Like IMDb likes to write I, novels. I, I don't want to sit through you reading like fucking ten pages of. No, reviews. I wrote down. One, two, three, four. Um, oh, um, hold on. I, I got something else coming. I, I think I wrote down only three. Okay. And they, they, they kind of range from uh, reviews or, or scores. So, so first one from Yoda57. Wow, I can't believe this movie exists. Just when I thought Chuck Norris was the worst actor ever, along comes Grizzly Adams. He is a department store Santa trying to stop a Nazi created elf from doing something. The elf is laughable. <laughs> Characters come and go without explanation. The elf kills without explanation. Grizzly Adams, Adams acting defies explanation. The dialogue is priceless. The movie was delightfully bad. I highly recommend it. That's his view. There's no like. Perfect. It's a higher rating one. Then from Alan Smithy, who gives a 2 out of 10. So Ooh. this is on the opposite end. A genetically engineered elf, one I repeat, one elf, which that's a good point. Pursues the virginal daughters of a Nazi scientist creator and runs afoul of a chain-smoking ex-detective turned department store Santa. I would have loved to be in the room when this was pitched. So yeah, the teens get slashed, conspiracies get exposed, university professors get pestered. We also find out why you should never wander around a department store in your underwear. Why you should always listen to your grandpa, even if he is a Nazi. And how to use a teen's head to open a locked security door. Plus, Dan Haggerty even manages to raise his voice above a mumble. What more could you want? If you only see a few thousand films in your life, make sure that this is not one of them. <laughs> Two out of ten. And lastly, from Jeff Gibson, 73, who gives a three out of ten. So we're seeing okay. very low mm-hmm. scores here. If you've seen Troll 2, then you already know what kind of experience you're, you're, uh, you're, you'll have viewing Elves. Both have misleading titles. Elves only has one single elf in it. Troll 2 has no trolls. <laughs> ridiculous plot, ridiculous plot, poor effects, and laughable dialogue. This movie is really only for people who like to laugh at bad pro, bad performances. It has incest Nazis, a perverted department store Santa, a Grizzly Adams setting a record for a number of times a character takes the Lord name in vain. I was entertained. Not to blasphemy, but everything else. 
One other thing you might notice about this one, whoever wrote this must have some family issues. The little brother is a perv, the mom hates everyone, and the grandfather is an incestuous Nazi. Less fun than even Tony Monero's dinner at dinner table. Three out of ten stars. So that's and those were these all kind of sucked. But those were the short ones. Right. Like I said, they were ones that were like eight yeah, paragraph yeah, long. Just, like, I, fuck IMDb you. just gets a little, they, they give them too long a leash. Also, here's what, okay, before um, I go into it, there's, uh, you know what, I'll bring this up at the end. I'll bring this up at the end. So um, that's it. Aaron, final thoughts on on, on the movie Elf. Elves. Elves. Yeah, as, as they so, so righteously point, point There is only one elf. Only one elf. Yeah. Right, not, yeah. You know, you think there's going to be more than one. And, uh, uh, I'm going to say so bad it's good. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm going to say, guys, you got to check this one out. It's just <laughs> so bonkers. Uh, yes, it's set during Christmas time, and they try to bring it back to Christmas here and there, but it loses its Christmas charm pretty quick. But overall, <laughs> fucking crazy, weird movie. I was never bored. I was never <laughs> bored during this movie. The whole time, I'm like, Holy shit, is that happening? Holy shit, that's happening. Holy shit, that's happening. <laughs> Nazis. <You know? laughs> uh, and, and everything's so ridiculous with this movie. It's 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 why we do what we do <laughs> is to find movies like this. And we have to tell people about it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta check it out, guys. So bad it's good. Um, you know what? Merry Christmas. I came into this like you know what? I don't know what I'm gonna say. Maybe I'll figure it out by the time we get through this and how we react to the the. Um, and I still don't fucking know. Part <laughs> of me is like, I want to say so bad, scary because crazy redeeming factors. But at the same time, so bad is good because the plot is so insane. Those effects are so bad. It's so bad. So it was like everything is I, I'm still torn. Like I had a blast talking about. It. We always do. But do I, would I go back and watch this again? Like I've seen it twice now. Would I watch it again? I don't know. I would. I, you would. But I guess the question is, would I recommend it to be watched at least once? Uh, so I'm going to base it off of that. What I recommend to watch at least once, not what I watch it again a third time or more. I'm going to say yes. All right. I'll say so bad it's good. It's worth at least one, at least one viewing because you got to experience the insanity that is this plot line and all the crazy shit going on. Plus, it doesn't hurt that it's free on YouTube. Right. So if you catch it now, it's free. You can get on YouTube and it's fine. Yeah. So watch it at least once. And then be done with it. So there we go. So bad. It's good for both of us. Now, before I wrap up, I did want to say, um, I want to put this out there, that I believe uh, Julie Austin, who plays uh, Kirsten, was in another movie called Raw Force. I think it was her. And this movie, I looked it up. I want to see this movie so bad. And I think we should do it on this show. Ooh. But it's impossible to find right now. So I'm calling out all the moon goons. If anybody <laughs> has a copy of the movie called Raw Force. Or knows where we can find or it. Or knows where we can find it. Please let us know or send us a copy. Because I want to do this movie. Because here's why. Here's the description of this movie. A gr- and it's listed as horror action comedy or something like that. So oh, horror yeah. is entitled. A group of martial arts students are en route, en route to an island that supposedly is home to ghosts of martial artists who have lost their honor. A Hitler lookalike and his gang are running a female slavery operation on the island as well. Soon the two grooms meet and all sorts of crazy things happen, which include cannibal monks, piranhas, zombies, and more. And I'm like, fuck yes. 
I need to see this movie. So if anybody out there can track down Raw Force, please let us know. I will love you a long time. <laughs> um, so that's that. Let's wrap it up. Next week, um, next week we're actually doing a little something different. Next week, I believe we're doing a a uh, a showdown, a face to face showdown between uh, Black Christmas, the original, and the Black Christmas remake. Because next week is Friday the Thirteenth weekend, and they're releasing a third or a second remake of uh. Black Christmas. So we're gonna do a Black Christmas showdown and, and compare the original remake to the actual original. Yeah, we haven't done that's this. Next we week. haven't done this since uh, Bloody Valentine. Bloody Valentine last year. Yeah. So that's next week. Uh, look forward to that. In the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight. And Merry Christmas.